Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the wonderfully talented Chicken Burger Disco. Chicken Burger Disco is a toy maker, a musician, a filmmaker, a, 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 a an animator. Um, he is also the third member of the Fantastic Plastics, who has been on this show before. You can actually go and listen to their podcast if you would like, and they actually talk about Chicken Burger Disco a little bit. Uh, it, the, you can find the Fantastic Plastics episode 251. Yes, indeed, 251. I might even put a link in the show notes. Who knows? But yeah. So, uh, and that's featuring the Fantastic Plastics, two amazing, well, three, ama two amazing streamers, three amazing musicians, and, and just creatives. Um, I had the honor to talk to Chicken Burger Disco, who is basically the third but silent member of, of the Fantastic Plastics. We're talking about all kinds of shit on this. I had such a, a wonderful time talking to CBD. <laughs> you know, the people who know call them CBD. That's right, yeah. The the in kids all call them CBD. <laughs> I'm just wondering because, never mind. I that's I, I was gonna say something stupid, but it, it doesn't even make sense. I'm see, I'm getting better at not saying just whatever random thing that pops into my head. I'm trying. I'm trying. Anyways, CBD will be coming up here shortly. But first, go to randommystique.com. R e i n. A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check out her, well, our latest endeavor, which is called Fan... It's called Friendly July, which is a family-friendly album. It, it, it's basically a kid's album. It's called Pumpkins. There's a link in the show notes. Go check it out. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty cool little uh, project that we did, and I produced a song on it, and I played guitar on it, and... My son sings on it, and of course, my wife, Raina, is on it. So go check out Friendly July out now. Go stream it. Go tell your friends. If you're interested as a teacher, you have full permission to teach it as as, as a way of teaching kids uh, the days of the week or the ABCs. We got different types of songs on the album for educational purposes and for fun, of course. So go stream the new album by Friendly July called Pumpkins very awesome there's gonna be all kinds of stuff that comes with it like uh, animations and it's crazy there's a whole world going to be built around pumpkins you can also find Raina mystique on twitch at twitch.tv slash mystique she streams four days a week monday through thursday 8 a.m to 11 a.m speaking of twitch i or we speak english good streams on twitch as well we stream twice a week on Mondays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and sometimes we stream, you know, we pop on on the weekend or during the week. But it's a good time over there. Come check it out. If you like what you're hearing on this audio podcast, then you're going to love what's going on on Twitch because it's live and you get to be a part of the conversation. You get to ask questions. You get to ask me questions. It's a great 
freaking time. Come on over. Twitch.tv slash we speak English good dot. Nope, no, that's it. Twitch.tv slash we speak English good. Wow. Okay. Moving on. If you are interested in supporting the show monetarily, go check out our Threadless store. It is wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com. We got all kinds of stuff going on. And we I think there's a sale. Go check it out. We got all kinds of merch. And we know that you're just going to love it. You're going to love it. Love it. Wow. That was... Uh, that annoyed me. That annoyed me, everyone. Anyways, what else we got up here? Do um, you know what? Reina and myself are doing a new show called Femera, or, or I'm sorry, we're doing a new show on the streaming app Femera, which you can find a link in the show notes. But Reina and myself do a show called the Pop Culture Pop Off, where we go through uh, things in pop culture and we talk about it. We don't go too deep. We just, you know, we keep it all plastic surgery, fake asses, and rappers and shit. It's tight. Come on through. It's a good time. Link is in the show notes, and this is only exclusively for Apple iOS users. Go to your Apple App Store and download the Femera app, the coolest, newest streaming app. Yeah, and now and, and, and go out there and connect with somebody. Go 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 hang out and watch some people talk and shit. It's tight. Uh, what else do we got going on here? You can like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, the whole thing discord it's uh, the, all the links are in the show notes rumble we're on rumble uh, i do want to say that we are on rumble uh that you know now that uh what sucks is that donald trump is now aligned himself with rumble and now it's like anybody who's on rumble is like a trump supporter and really it's just i appreciate that rumble respects uh, uh freedom of speech and shit so uh we are starting to upload our videos to rumble and uh, we are very happy to do so. So go check us out. All the links are in the show notes. You can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. You can follow us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe on YouTube and on Twitch. You can also leave a review. Now, this is a very free way for you to support the show. Just go and leave a review on your Apple iTunes account or anywhere you can leave a review of the show. We'll read them on air if we find them on time and such. So come on through. It'll be a grand old time. Um, what else we got going on? You can also write the show at wespeakenglishgood.tv. Oh, wait. No, wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. You can come on through, hang out, uh, uh, and, and tell us how we're doing. Tell us that. Tell me how much you love me or how much you hate me. Tell me how much of a fence-sitting asshole I've become over the years. Whatever. Do whatever you gotta do. Just come and chat it up with us, and we'll have a good time. On Friday. Oh my gosh, who do we got on Friday? I forgot already. Right. John Muirhead. John Muirhead is a Canadian from Toronto who is just absolutely talented and. I had a wonderful conversation with him the other day. So uh, that's what's coming up on Friday for the podcast. On Friday on the live stream at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we got Bentley Michaels is back on the show. Very happy to have my old pal Bentley Michaels on the show. He is a voiceover actor, an improv actor. He is a stand-up comedian. He is a voiceover actor. Like He just does it all. Uh, he, he's a musician. He's done music for... 
um, for for different TV shows and such. So, and he's been on the show like a thousand times. I love Bentley, and I'm and I'm super happy to have him on. He has a new podcast out called Oh My God. Um, uh, oh yeah, C- uh, Christmas Story minute by minute, and you can and yours truly did a a few episodes. And it's really fun. It's just like a 20-minute episode. It goes minute by minute of the Christmas story, and it'll end up ending on Christmas itself. And um, I'm really, really happy that I was a part of it. And uh, so everybody will, you know, will, will, will go out and download and, and listen to that app. Or if listen to that app, listen to that podcast. Um, and especially if you're a big fan of the Christmas story, which, you know, who isn't? Well, probably a bunch of kids these days you guys probably don't give a shit about it which is totally fine i understand who would anyways that is it let's jump into our conversation with chicken burger disco again uh thank you cbd for coming on the show and just being so uh, just open with his time i'm a huge fan of cbd the fantastic plastics and what they do i mean make sure you're following cbd on all his socials because he's been releasing his little sketches that he does that the the fantastic plastics will do on their live streams and it's just amazing it, karate it was a uh, karate karate chicken burger disco or is it karate kid chicken burger no it's karate chicken burger <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> it's ridiculous go check it out Anyways, um, I put all the links for CBD in the show notes, so make sure you're going and following them up. And let's jump on over to uh, the the third member of the Fantastic Plastics, a fantastic animator, filmmaker, toy maker, just an all in all creative chicken burger disco. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, no, I, I said I agree with that, and I really appreciate y'all. It says own them. Because you got dimensions. Yeah, the dimension. Yeah, exactly. With as and then um, uh, the the plastics with uh uh, uh, uh Tyson uh the 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 uh, mm. yeah yeah Sergio. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then um, how did it as become the background future future yes exactly nostalgic exactly yes uh, the, all of the things of the past dab thank you okay all right well that <laughs> that was incredibly horrible <laughs> oh uh, that's the best hair i've ever seen yeah yeah yay Hello. okay like a real person there yeah, he is just, okay just a mask Wow. Let's just pretend, kids. <laughs> pretend. How do you clean that thing? You just wipe it out or just... Oh, I've never done that. <laughs> so it smells good. <laughs> I actually have two of them. Well, I have three, two that are this type. And the one that's a, another kind, like a variation. So if I ever wanted to be like in a situation where there's two of us, oh. uh, I can do it. Wait, so but did... I don't know if anybody wants to put their head in that. So, uh, yes, you, you should have met him, Electric Dude Gong. 
uh, I don't know, Tart Bum, Tart Bun, welcome, Cape Madman, welcome, Chicken Unmasked, that's right, you heard it here first, actually this is like not even close to first of him unmasking, but you heard it here first on WSEGTV. Yeah, I like to do the thing where I wear the mask for like five seconds and then take it off because there's some commitment, but pretty much zero commitment. <laughs> right. And, 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 and so I, I, I don't even know why I'm even going to say this, but beforehand I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we both had our mask on and, and like people couldn't understand what we were saying? And, then, and he went with it, which was very nice. It was very kind of, of Chicken Burger Disco to uh, go along with my silly little thing that I planned. But yes, thank you so much for doing that. And thank you so much for being here. I really sure, appreciate it. Sure, thanks for having it. me. Well, no doubt, man. Uh, the, the, the mask thing though, like, did you get two masks in in the with the idea of having like two different CBDs in you know like is that why you got two or four or whatever like did, did you have more just so you could have like you know if you ever had to be in two places at once or whatever I, situation I don't know that I thought about it I okay. just was like I just started buying them I you see know, like <laughs> dude man they make chicken masks I gotta get that and then like oh I should probably have a backup oh this one's different. Well, that's no good. What was the first one I bought? So that's how you wind up with three. Yeah. I have an elephant mask and like uh, they live. I got a bunch for a little while. I was just obsessed with like going on wherever and finding like rubber masks. And then after Halloween, prices come down on these things. Yes. Uh, and so like I just picked, I snagged a bunch of them and I just have all these random masks and now my dog <laughs> wants to eat. So <laughs> did, did, <laughs> wait, wait, now your dog wants to eat your mask or they want to eat. Yeah. Food? They were just sitting in my closet. Just like, ah, as a see, layer, like this mask, this mask, this mask, mm. the chicken burger, uh, chicken head mask is in a special place, but all I the see. regular masks. And so now he just sort of, I'll look over and he's tearing one up. I so. see. I see. So you've lost interest in the mask <laughs> sort of, but not CBD though. CBD stays. Right. Right. That one's staying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Very well protected. Uh, the, uh, Shit, what was I just talking about? What were we just talking? What did I even bring up before we talked about the mask? I'm was sorry. I into masks? That's what it was. <laughs> no. Uh my God. I am I'm underslept. I'm sorry, just sorry. Like, I was hot in that mask. Yeah, no, me too, man. I'm like glistening all over the place. It, it when you're uh when you're what, what what was the obsession with the mask? Why was that? Why was that such an obsession? I mean, like I do the same thing, by the way. It, like I, 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 like this was actually what I wore to Cleveland to go see the plastics, but nice. this is just like um, this Guy is Fox Plus plastics kind <laughs> of <laughs> yeah, third eye plastics, son. Um, but but this was you know like I put this together off of something I got at like this, there's a store here called Meyer. I don't know if they have it where yep. you're at. Well, I went to Meyer, and then the day after thanks or jeez Louise, the day after Halloween, uh, and uh, yeah, that's what I do too, man. Like I, I love going there. Like I got a bunch of fake blood. I'll get wigs. I'll get all kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm almost forty, and I'm buying discount wigs and and masks, but. But as someone who you don't have to talk to me about, that. I know, I know. <laughs> as someone who is in this sort of same position, how how is how does your family accept it? How does how do how do the people who love you and surround you accept your uh, your trajectory in your life? So, um, well, let me talk about my wife first. My sure. wife, she's always in for it. Whatever I'm doing, from the very beginning, from the first time that I met her, 
I basically said like, look, I'm not going to be able to spend a lot of time paying attention to you because <laughs> I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so obsessed with these things. You're up front. You're like real clear. I, I, I Listen, might be, I might, I might do that. I might will you marry me? But right. under the condition that you know that I'm going to be doing whatever I want with my time, whenever I want. So right. marry and, me. And as selfish as that is, uh, she was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then she, she encourages it. So each thing I get into will start off with me like, I don't know, I'm getting obsessed with something. And then she'll go like, what are you looking up? And she's a master at finding things. Oh. So she'll go, she'll start finding the stuff. And the next thing I know, it's not her finding things for me to, to track down. They just show up in the mail mm. or uh, she's like, Hey, I was out. I found this. And that, that's so I just, she just encourages it all. Or even with like, just anything, like if you're collecting toys or, or making toys, you know, she's like, here's a shelf, put them on. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, so she always sort of pushes that just a little bit. The rest of my family, um, it takes them a little longer <laughs> to process. They're like, what's he doing now? And really, I think that's what it is. It's what's he doing now? Yeah. Because I've done so many weird little tangents. Because I just think that's me. I'm like, sort of like, I get obsessed with something. I go overboard. I'm doing that thing. And then I can't talk to anybody anymore. Uh, I had a buddy had this Spider-Man story. And I think this is this is exactly who I am. Okay. That like everybody likes Spider-Man. So you go to Spider-Man movie, you watch Spider-Man, everybody's having a great old time. But if you start reading Spider-Man, you're reading the comics, you're reading every version of Spider-Man, you know who inked it, who drew it, who wrote the story, all these different things. At some point, you can't talk to people anymore because they can't, when they start to talk about Spider-Man, they're like, oh, I really like that one scene where the guy punched him. And, and you're if you're the Spider-Man nut, you're going like, that's a reference to this, to this, to this. And, and so now you're, you're alone, you're isolated. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I do to myself with whatever I get into. I go so far that I'm just isolated and I'm in this weird little world. Yeah. From which maybe you make something interesting. Right. You know? so. Is, is that sort of obsessive behavior? Because I get the same way, by the way, I'm not, thank you for that host topic and welcome, welcome. And Nick, Nick Tronic, welcome, welcome. It's good to see all the plastic people being here. I appreciate y'all. If y'all don't know me, I'm we speak English good. I I'm in the chat sometimes over at the plastic. So, anyways, I, I the this obsessive obsessive quality, um, you know, it's pretty prevalent with artists and musicians. It's pretty obvious, right? Anybody who will sit there for hours on end just doing the same movement or motion or whatever it is over and over and over again for hours. You know, it, it, that's obsession. It, has that ever been a problem for you? Has it ever gotten in the way of, of like, I, I, you know, like uh, uh, of your everyday life? Is it something that's sort of like impeded your your everyday <laughs> life and relationships? I, I think it means my wife has to talk to me different, you know? So, like, <laughs> she, she'll do like, uh, hey, I have a thing I want to talk about. Right. And so then we have like uh, this discussion because she knows I'm not even on that planet. Mm. Right. I'm somewhere over here going like uh, whatever I'm doing, you know, I'm just obsessing. I need to get that blue color, yeah. that blue. If I get that blue color and I can do this, this, and this, and this, and I can do this other thing over here. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to put a shelf in this room. So to do that, we need to paint the wall. Let's look at paint colors. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, that's kind of like what I was doing. I was, I was looking at blue and just stopped. Stop talking about the blue. <laughs> Look at the paint colors I have for you. Now work with me on that. It's so like that's 
So impede, yes. Like again, like I said, I think so. She's amazing because mm. she does all that. She tolerates all that. Yeah. Uh, with me, uh, and then my, you know, my daughters. I have two daughters. Yeah. They do the same. They kind of go like, well, what they'll do is they now give me time for it. <laughs> so I'll get off on a tangent and just rant. And then so now they are old enough where they can go, hey dad, give us a rant. And I'll be like, wait a minute. Okay, I got something. Hold on. And then I'll I'll give them a rant. And and that like. Maybe they were talking about school uh-huh. <laughs> or something that was important. You know right. what I mean? Like COVID tests or something like this. And, and then I'll just be over on another planet, maybe a little bit and, and go like, oh, I should be paying attention. Like these, <laughs> th- these, these days and hours are, are drifting by. They're going by fast. I should really pay attention and focus in. And I'm like, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> what? Your friend Sandy did what? I don't care about that. Uh, blue. Blue. Uh, I mean, like this is yes. what happens. So yeah, so yeah. I do, it gets in. It does impact. Mm-hmm. You know, it means I take detours right. in into weird places. But you know, I got supported people people around me, so it makes it okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> well, and your daughters are a part of it as well, right? Like, right. It, so they're 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 participating. So they can't be too against the whole idea of dad being <laughs> weird and obsessing about blue. Uh, uh, if they participate, which is great. Yeah. I mean, you have a whole family of enablers, which is wonderful. It's, it's, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and but, I don't know if that's because they're just nice or they've grown <laughs> used to the fact that I need enabling or like give me his, give him his space. So, so it might be a little bit of both. So. What, what happens when you're not a lot, like when you're not pursuing these obsessions, what, what happens to you personally? Do, do, I'm just asleep. Really? I'm just, I'm not like, yeah, the, the entire day, my brain is, you know, I have a regular job like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So my brain is sort of, uh, I shouldn't say stuff like this because my boss, you know, uh, but my brain is sort of like 60% work, mm-hmm. right? There's 40% of it's clocking, doing all these different things like this, this, and this, and this. If I can, and then when I'm done with work, the second I'm done, I'm into doing whatever I've been working on with that 40% all day long. And then I fall down asleep. Yeah. So like we might watch a movie, uh, you know, the family watches a movie, but I've like budgeted that mentally as a space uh-huh. uh, for like rest time. Okay. Two hours. We're going to watch this Marvel thing. And then as soon as that's done, I got this, I'm going to do, and this I'm going to do, and I'm going to go do that. Yeah. And so that's kind of how like my brain works. Yeah. So. That, that, I mean, that, it's really funny. Cause like I have similar problems where it's like, I'll just be very fixated on something and then. Spit that budget, your recreation time game. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You got to, because once you have a family, it things change, right? Like these right. obsessions, you know, turn into in- impediments and they get in the way of relationships and stuff. Sort of like drugs and alcohol. Like it's a very, yes. it's a very uh, thin line between, you know, addiction mm-hmm. to substances and addiction to those dopamine uh, hits that you get when you complete a project or when you're when when something's unfolding like there, there's just so much excitement and, and fulfillment around just uh, an idea being birthed and you just get all this energy and you oh, I gotta get this out of me and then just sort of have to stop and like interact with your family or and the problem with for me was that I had a I have a problem with where I'm just so encased in it that I'll just be like what do you want yep. <laughs> it's like it's like oh I just wanted sorry. something to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm sorry. Do you, do you have that problem too where like maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So you get a little snappy if you're, if you're getting interrupted on your work. Yeah. So like, 
I owe a lot of time to try to be social. Mm. I will work in the living or the living dining room area, right? So they're kind of connected in my house. Yeah. I'll work in there. Uh, so I'll just be doing whatever I'm doing and the family's all around. So I'm there. I'm part of them. I'm right. not just isolated in some hole. But that does exactly that thing that you're talking about. I think I did it two days ago because like my youngest, she's like, dad, you see my hat? What? You see my hat? No, I haven't seen it. Back to whatever I'm yeah. doing. Hey, dad, can I have a treat? Sure. Sure. Have a treat. No problems. Back to whatever I'm doing. <laughs> and then, hey, dad, and the third time, what? And like the tone change, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? What? And she goes like, never mind. <laughs> and then I have to go like, damn it. I'm a jerk now. <laughs> yeah. Turn it off Yeah. Uh, and go socialize. But here's the <laughs> here's where I turn into a problem. I go, turn it off and socialize. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, control, I'll delete. Lock this thing up. Yeah, what do we want to do, buddy? Blah, 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 blah. Two minutes later, I'm on my phone. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. and my brain's going like, how much longer do I get back to that computer? Yeah. Like, so, so I do that. Uh, and it's it's not always the healthiest thing. Right. right. So I do that a little bit. Uh Tyson from the Fantastic Plastics, he's he's done that too, where he'd be like, Are you all right, man? Because like I'll send him like so much, so many video things or things that I've made over like the course of like a week or two, whatever. I'll send him this huge thing and just be like, blah, and then just blowing his phone up with just text after text after text. And be like, are you gonna, are you, are you all right? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you bathing? Are you, are you existing like a normal human? And there have been times where I haven't. Right. Yeah. I've just been like on like that, what you were kind of talking about is you have this creative thing that there's two parts to it. There's a high of doing it. Mm -hmm. And, and all the, the, like the love and joy that you get from like, I did this and unlocked this whole new world. I'm in there, I'm playing around and, and just feedback loops, creating all kinds of cool stuff. And then there's executing and finishing it. Mm -hmm. And so the finishing it part, it's like eating it my brain. So there's one part of it's just discovery. And the other part of it is finish. And the finishing part, I won't stop till it's out. I got to get it out. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. I just got to get it out so I can start the next damn thing. <laughs> Because I can't start the next thing until this thing is out. Yeah. And so I get stuck in that a little mm -hmm. bit. And that's where probably I'm, I might be, I might tend towards unhealthy. COVID hasn't helped that. I'm no, at home. No. So I never go anywhere. So it's just like, it gets more and more like that. Right. So. No. It, yeah, absolutely. As soon as, as soon as COVID struck, it was just like, whatever that switch was of like regulating, you know, work and, pl and play and family time, it was just completely ripped out of the wall. And it was just, mm -hmm. and, and like, I couldn't sleep, but like I was waking up at like two or three in the morning and then I couldn't go to bed until like midnight. Cause I'm just working on whatever I'm working on. And then eventually, you know, the family's like, Hey, we exist too. We're all going through this weird thing together. We should probably, you know, show support. And I'll be like, get away from me. I'm all, I'm amazing. <laughs> it's like, <Right. laughs> it's like, but, but yeah, man, it, it's, it's, it's trying to get it out. Did, did you ever have a problem finishing anything or, or have you ever been in a situation or not in a situation, but has there ever been a period where, uh, you did have a hard time finishing projects and you, and like, you got the excitement and you, you know, you get to it and, and you just sort of lose interest or, or did you ever have a period in your creative pursuits where it was like, oh, I can't finish anything or I'll finish this thing and I'll have this half finished and I'll have this over there and this and that and that. Is that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I have like, uh, they're like false starts. You'll mm -hmm. have like an idea that you get wound up about. Yeah. It's going to be dope. You go do start working on that idea. And then for whatever reason, the thing you need to complete it. It's just not there, whether it's telling a joke or making something happen. You don't have the completing piece. And you know, if you finished it, 
It's trash. It's not good enough. Yeah. Right. And I don't make good things. Let me put it that way. I make stuff that's good enough. And if it's not good enough, good enough, then this is not going to work. Yeah. So I actually have this one uh, sketch commercial I've been nursing, picking at for uh, it's a year now. I, and like, I can't finish it. And then the other day I had this, this like storm brainstorm, you know, comes in and goes, boom, yeah. Here, here's how you finish. And I was like, some, that's the way to do it. Okay. Well, put it in the backlog. Cause I'm not jumping on that right now. Cause <laughs> yeah. it's been marinating so long. It doesn't even matter at this point. Yeah. Uh, but now I have an answer. Um, so I've had that. So that's uh-huh. sort of a short-term version, mm-hmm. long-term version. I definitely had it. Uh, for, I would, here's what I would say. So for a long time I made, this is how I met Tyson and Miranda. Uh, my friends, fantastic plastics. I met them making weird videos. Uh, that's what I was doing, making strange videos and, and things like that. And we worked on a ton of projects together and somewhere in the middle, I sort of lost plot. Like I didn't have a, I didn't have a, a focus, a place to, to, you know, put the stake in anymore. And, uh, we would have like momentary pieces of focus where like we would work on like uh, we'd work on a record. So you have a focus for like a year or something like that. Mm. And then that record would go away. And then you're like, what do I do next? I don't know. Maybe we make a music video, but they always felt like uh, that that's a short-term project. What's the long-term what's the big thing. Cause I like being in, in the deep of the big thing. Right. So you're mm. in the, the big record records, a massive thing. Right. How do you do this whole thing? You're always working on it till it's done. And when it's done, it's this weird, Everybody always talks about it's an anticlimax. Right. You get done and you're like, shit, oh. now what? <laughs> yeah. Now where do I go? Uh, how do I restart? How do I get the wheels started back up for that next thing? And there was a, probably a long period of time in video uh, where I had that. I did not have any, any, a long running project or was a thing I was working on. And it was Tyson that kicked it back off. Uh, he's the one that launched it because he said, hey, I got this idea. Let's we're, they were streaming on Twitch already. And he was like, can you give me some videos? Mm. Like we, and we, we stream for four hours, man. Like yeah. let's have like some cut scenes or something so we can go to the bathroom. Right. I right. mean, for just anything to sort of break the tension and stuff. And he was like, I hadn't been watching him at that point. So I didn't know. Mm. And, and just like, I think everybody who's on Twitch would experience, they go family or friends are going like, what, yeah. what's Twitch. Right. That sounds dumb. <laughs> You know, and like, and that's what I was completely reacting like that. So he's like, no, man, seriously, there's like real followers to us. They're there every week. You got to see this. So I tuned in, you, you know, begrudgingly, whatever. Yeah. All right, I'll, t- I'll tune in. I'll, you know, it's like going to see your friend's band, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll go see the band. You know, uh, I'll go check them out. I guess I don't have to leave my house. Cool. <laughs> right. and, and then I watched it and I was like, hmm, I see, I see what he's talking about. I, I see this. Uh, I see where I can add some, some stuff like, and so they had always, we'd always worked on like video installations, different variants. Mm. And so he's like, well, let's do that. Let's like, they were already using old stuff, but I was like, I can make new things Mm. and then we can jump to a scene. And then it started, that's what happens. You know, it's like little steps and starts rolling and you go like, oh no, we can make ads for like fake ads. Mm. So code red cola is a big one that, uh, we have done, which is a song we wrote which is funny because it's like uh, a failed song that then became a song and that mm. failure turned into code red cola. And now the failure is let's get dangerous. So like both songs exist now, it's super weird to me, but, yeah. uh, but anyway, long story short, where I'm getting it with that is, is we went like, let's make a fake 
ad for Code Red Cola. Yeah. And that started really like all my juices going. So something where maybe I was like, didn't have the, the, the foundation, the mm-hmm. building block to, to build off of for a long time. Yeah. Suddenly there was one. Right. It's like, yeah, Tyson needs some junk. <laughs> I got junk. <laughs> I got all kinds of piles of crap, you know? Uh, and I mean, I'll even say that. I'll be like, oh, dude, I got like hours of like crap footage <laughs> that like me personally, I will want to curate and make nice and cool. And like, I think if I just gave them the raw clips, they would be just as happy with that because mm. there's neat visuals in there, but I just like, I want to do like an extra thing. And then anyway, for a while we would do like uh, tamp it down a little bit. Like, cause I would go crazy cause I'm hyper. Yeah. And I go crazy and he'd be like, back it off a little bit. Cause I think with us in front, you don't need all that. Right. So then I go, Oh, I get it. And then long story short, uh, that's really the foundation for all this weird stuff that I do mm-hmm. is because they said, Hey, let's do this other thing. Yeah. So it sort of gave you a direction and, and cause, right. cause I've been there, especially like, especially with music as a, as a musician and writing and stuff. It's like, Sometimes it's like uh, you just sort of get in this rut and you're just you're not coming up with everything you do is kind of stupid. And, and like uh, as as a before I met my wife, Raina, it was like uh, I was just making these weird pieces of music that were just like different pieces of music. Hey, look at those woos. Uh, the it was just like weird, different pieces of music that I just smashed together and they had no reason to be together. There's no you know, there was no rhyme or reason. But. When I met my wife, who is a singer and a songwriter, um, she kind of, it was like I was able to direct that and and I actually started to be able to make songs that made sense. And 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 then it's just from there, it's like, well, now I'm a songwriter and and well, and right. that's what I, that's part of my job is writing songs and, and uh, you know, doing different well, so things. I, and so. I, I've heard your wife on the plastic show and yeah, the she's... songwriting competition and things like that, right? Yeah. And she's awesome. She has an amazing voice. Yeah, so she, she gave you the platform, right? What you needed is the building mm-hmm. block to go, Oh, mm-hmm. I can, I can focus. See me. I'm the same. I can't focus yeah. unless I have a thing. Now, ADHD so like, kid or what? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was undiagnosed maybe, but uh, you know, so like it, a lot of times it'll be like that. So uh, Tyson and I talk a lot about lexicon because mm-hmm. words mean a lot to us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know any other bands are really focused on words, but we super focused on the word because the word is a concept or an idea. And then you can start building out from it. Right. Yeah. So like if we were to have a word like disintegration, for example, uh, which immediately my brain brings up like new wave. And I know it, like some people it's going to bring up actual like explosions or, or things, you know, disappearing or whatever. To me, it brings up new wave. Mm-hmm. I think new wave. I think, oh, cool. Like, disintegrating and then sci-fi and then all these different things start to come with it. Yeah. Right. And so then you have this building block to, to go all those places with it. And now let's write around that, that song device or that story device. So like when the words, whatever word you choose, like I might just text a word Mm. to Tyson uh, and go like this. And then he'd be like, yeah. (laughs) And I don't like how we have, we just have that rapport where it's like, yeah, that's the word. And so there's kind of a list of words or syllables of words that like we're always proce- processing and reprocessing. And that is sort of is like from songwriting or, or concept or ideas. That's like a, 
a, you know, you have your foundation, which is, okay, we're going to make something like this. And then you have your, your component part, right? So if mm-hmm. you're going to build a building, you need wood. So disintegration, the word disintegration is like your wood. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to build a house with that wood. Now do is it, does it need windows? You know, is it sci-fi? Is it a monster? Is it, how does that go? And then you start plugging and playing all the pieces in. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I got on a tangent there, but that's, that's what I great. Do. That's great. No, I was actually, yeah, yeah. Um, did not realize disintegration was the name of a Cure album before we picked the name. Hey, it's a good, it's a good album, so it's all right. Why not? We'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> and, and it's fine. It, like, who cares? Like it, disintegration. See, like the, the syllables, the way they fit. You know, it just makes sense. So. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. Uh, like I, well, I was wondering, cause you know, you just sort of went on a tangent, like, um, when your girls ask you for a rant, like, what does one of those rants sound like? Just like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's great. Yep. That's pretty much what I do. It might be about four, mm-hmm. but that's what it's going to be, you know? So. Right. Right. Um, the, d- d- have you ever, do you think that your uh, obsessions has ever, have you ever, has like for me personally, my obsessions and my, I've, I've been addicted to drugs and stuff. Has it gone in a negative way for you? And it doesn't have to be drugs, but like sometimes people can get obsessed over things that are destructive. Has it ever been a destructive thing for you? I, I think only like in maybe financially. Like, <laughs> in, 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 well, that is, that's super destructive, man. That's, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Like just like I'm no good with money and don't yeah. pay any attention to it. Don't think about it. Uh, if I have $20, my let's say I have $20 in the bank, yeah. right? That's not how I think of it. I, I think of it like there's a million dollars in there. 20 of it's available to me. The rest of it's just like, I got to do a trick or something to get it out, yeah. but it's all there. It's all there. <laughs> just anytime I want, I can just tap it. And so like, that's destructive, right? So you're overdrafting or you got credit card debt or things like that. So like in my youth, right? Uh, 18, 20, 20, somewhere in there, like I had run up a bunch of bills because basically I would be go to a music shop or go to wherever. And you're in there and you're like, dude, check these cents out. These are great leave my brain won't turn it off yeah right that synth that synth that synth you know what credit card that synth (laughs) done (laughs) here we go we're in business yeah and and now i can do whatever i want the bill comes for that credit card though and i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) they can come take it from me (laughs) exactly they're not gonna take it two months three months four months you know like notices and stuff like that would happen and so then i'd be like oh crap. Well, now I can't eat because all my money has been sucked up by this thing. Right. <laughs> yes. And so like that, I would say that's probably the, that one uh, mm-hmm. is probably the, the most destructive. Yeah. Fortunately, again, support structure yeah. is what you kind of need around you to help re- solve some of those problems. Maybe good people who care about these kind of things. Right. Yeah. So my wife, she cares about that stuff. She's great with it. She has an accounting degree. She takes care of those things so I can be a kid, mm. essentially, and just not think about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That that's uh, very similar here. Uh, but but I do tend to think about money now. But like, uh, I've lived as a broke person for so long that now I live like that. Even if there is money in the bank, I'm still like, oh, we can't be spending all that money. That's just like, well, we could clearly afford this. Oh, but the money is not going to be there. It's going to be it's going to be gone. Uh, you know, it's just my it, wife. It's just remember, I said she enables. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's so, like, no, no, so honey, she, it's OK. We're fine. 
So I do the same thing. I'm like a miser now. I go yeah. to I go to Disney World, and the first thing I go into is the Star Wars gift, you know, museum basically. Yeah. Every weird Star Wars thing. I want everything in the store. I mean, come on, let's be real. I want everything in the store, but my brain says, ah, a couple pockets of things I'll kind of go into. But I go in there and I'm like, I'm not buying anything. Yeah. I'm going to walk into the store and walk out. And then she goes, look at this. It's only 30 bucks. <laughs> like, uh, look at this. It's only 15 bucks. <laughs> and, and so this happens for a couple of times and then something will crack it. And the minute the door opens, I'm out of control now. So uh, that same, <laughs> so that's that same like uh, stretch a few days. I go to Disney World. I don't spend anything at Star Wars. I literally spend nothing there. Uh, and I'm like feeling all good about myself. Next day, I'm at this toy convention, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I just talked to this artist. He's really cool. He's really interesting. I got to buy something now. There's no way I'm going to take 10 minutes of this guy's time yeah. and not buy something. And the minute I did that, whoosh, the entire budget. You know what I mean? It's like right out the window. And I'm like, what the shit did I just do? Uh, you know, I got to come back here tomorrow and I have no money now. <laughs> yeah, you just sort of blow it all at once. And right. Yeah, so, that I mean, my God, good thing that you've stayed away from drugs, then, sir, because it seems like <laughs> it seems like it would be a problem. It would yeah. have been a problem. Oh my! Uh, so we have some questions that are coming in from the cool. chat, and um, the first one is coming from uh, the Fantastic Plastics, and uh, oh. they they <laughs> they they said, uh, "Have you talk about your Iron Man collection?" Which Looks kind of robust back there. I see a whole patch of red and yeah, gold right. up there. Yeah, right up there. Uh, that, that, I, it's backwards. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I love Iron Man. I mean, I think everybody uh, likes Iron Man or people that like the Marvel movies, right? You might not like Marvel movies, but if you like Marvel like movies, Marvel. you probably like Iron Man. I like Marvel. I like. Yeah, I, I used to collect comic books. I was I was all into that shit. Right. I, I collected Spider Man toys and fucking Hulk. Toys. I still have those Spider Man toys, by the way, in the original boxes stored nice. at my mom's basement it's like it's still there still ready for me to never appreciate it ever <laughs> it's the city the i mean there's lots of folks who i i talked to i have some collector friends and, and they do that like the new stuff goes on the shelf the old stuff goes in tubs mm -hmm. right and so then they just sit in there and then three years later they go here's a box i never even opened what how's that possible <laughs> amazing yeah uh but yeah another element to iron man i think that i like which is uh really freaking obvious one if you look at it uh and i guess sometimes it's gold but yellow and red mm. there's something about that combination yeah that maybe it's food mm. or maybe it's whatever um but like my weird own character that i made is red and yellow uh and then like i do a lot of other characters in red and yellow to mm. the point where i actually try not to do it because i'm like well, i always <laughs> just do these two colors so there's yeah. something about iron man besides him being cool being like a robot yeah but a person being smart you know so he's not the strongest but he's, he's clever right. he's also a dick and selfish <laughs> all these things that i identify with this and then it's yellow and red it's just like boing like yeah. perfect you know so yeah, yes. it, <laughs> now they're throwing the emotes. Mermaid, welcome in, welcome in. Uh, corn dogs all comes back to corn dogs. <laughs> oh yeah, corn dogs all comes yeah. back to corn dogs. <laughs> Are you a fan of corn dogs? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, I mean, everybody loves corn dogs, right? No, not at all. I try not to eat red meat, but see, most corn mm. dogs are just so like junk now. I don't even yeah. know if there's red meat in them. Yo, but, uh, I just heard. I just saw. 
a TikTok, so take it with a grain of salt. But uh, they just said, oh, it was coming from uh, who's the Ramsey? Is that his name? The 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 mean Gordon chef? Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. His son was just on a podcast, and it was like a clip of it on TikTok, and he was saying that uh, each hot dog you eat takes. 39 minutes off of your life so i don't know take that for how whatever it's worth it's gordon ramsay's son but that's that's what they threw out okay the 39 minute rule like but which is weird because every i I heard every cigarette you smoke is seven minutes off so is it possible that eating hot dogs is is more unhealthy than smoking cigarettes cbd go maybe i don't know (laughs) you know what's funny to me is like when people say stuff like that so you're gonna live forever I guess, right? <laughs> you, you, you banking all that time? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with that time, man? Have a hot dog. Chill. Yeah, what are you going to do with that time? Control. Yeah. What, yeah, what, I mean, yeah we yeah. all want to live for as long as possible. I think mm. that's probably clear, right? And then there's something about being healthy that's probably a good idea. I'm probably not the healthiest person in the world, so I'm in no space to give anybody health advice. That being said, I think there's something to enjoying stuff mm-hmm. right things that things are around uh not to get like uh, the end of the world or, or how lives go or what the what's beyond or whatever like that but i kind of feel like you got to enjoy your time than when you have it and also you keep getting older you keep running out of that time right so uh you got to enjoy it while you can uh, the way you can you don't want to do it so that it's damaging, like we kind of been talking about. You don't want to do it so it's damaging to your life. So you don't want to just live on hot dogs, I guess. But have a <laughs> freaking corn dog once in a while. It's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's a hot dog. It's it's processed meat on a stick with breading. How stupid is that? And we're all walking around like that's normal. That's not a normal thing. That's, ins- that's insane. Yeah. And then what happens is you talk about corn dogs and people inevitably go like, oh, yeah, you see what they're doing to them now. Now they're putting chocolate on the outside and they're putting, you know, pretzel on the outside and they're doing all these things. And and like, oh, isn't that crazy? No, the thing it was, was crazy. All we did was just, just level up the crazy. Like it was already nuts. Hold on. Hold on. I I think we need to, uh, we need to uh, address this. Uh, Chocolate, chocolate covered corn dog. Can we, can can we see some images? I mean, is this deep fried? Is that it right there? Uh, Oh, okay. So here's the d- deep. Fried- See, I saw him covered in chocolate. Yeah. So oh, here's been- the here's the one that's yeah. covered in chocolate. Um, that's a banana. Look at that one's got a Snickers in it. Oh my yes. gosh. This is yes. This is like <laughs> such Midwest fanfare right here. Like we go to the fair Absolutely. just for this. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, where's the deep fried butter stand? <laughs> the kids are all like, "Dad, there's a horse over there." I don't care about no horses. What are you talking about? Can you buy? I'm waiting for that soda pop and that that <laughs> Snickers that's deep fried. <laughs> I, I mean, came for one reason. You guys run yourself tired. Yeah, I'm here for I'm here for the crap. It, it, what's funny is that they'll run themselves tired and you'll eat yourself tired. Exactly. <laughs> These pictures right. are possibly Who's too doing, they're, they're doing the right thing and I'm doing the wrong. Thing, pretty much. Pinky Steve, welcome in, my friend. Oh my God, here it is. Pancakes and sausage on a stick with chocolate and chips. You could buy at the store. You could just go right now. Jimmy Dean, who are you if you're not eating this 
every morning. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Probably much healthier and, and is going to live 39 minutes longer than me. We've gone crazy. Like as the world, we've gone crazy. I think the only places that aren't this crazy are like North Korea or places that are locked down, right? <laughs> the rest of the world, we went, we took like just your normal thing and went, let's, let's, let's add this, let's add this, let's add this. And it just gets to the point where it's just out of control. Yeah. And it's so funny to me. It's funny. Like this is all I'm going to be right there trying it, man. Like this is hilarious. Like I got to try it. Yeah. Like, there's no reason not to. Oh, and I can be a grumpy curmudgeon as much as anybody and rant on like corn dogs used to be like this when I was a kid and yeah. now they're out of control. The reality is I kind of like it. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's like hip hop. Like you hear all these old hip hop heads who are like, I don't know what's up with this mumble rap. It's like, well, you know, it's not for you, homies. Like it's a whole new generation exactly. of people who are enjoying chocolate covered corn dogs okay so calm down you old head it's all good tupac forever public enemy is awesome but you know what <laughs> migos and the baby oh i shouldn't have said the baby sorry never mind not the baby not the baby no i'm just kidding i have never even I, heard i had baby. a buddy so somebody when eminem came out mm -hmm. uh he was you know everybody was freaking out this was the my name is right that mm -hmm. happened yes. was on mtv yes. he comes over to my house and he goes watch that he's taped it off mtv on a vhs tape there we go so <laughs> he comes over puts it in my vcr and goes you got to watch this of course the first like minutes cut off because like you know he's running to get a tape you know all yeah. that stuff but he puts it on puts it on the tv and both of us just stood there and stared at it and we're like oh my god one this is this is amazing two like every kid had this idea none of them did it because they weren't in the position to be able to do that. Mm. And, and, and so he was mad about it, right? <laughs> He's mad. He's just pissed. But he had this really cool, clever insight that he had about it, which I just loved. And I've always remembered. So somebody said, like, you don't like Eminem. Why don't you like Eminem? And he goes, I don't care about kids' music. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's smart. That's so smart. So when somebody says, you don't like the Backstreet Boys? I don't care about kids' music. Uh, Why would I care about that? <laughs> So like it's a super diss, mm -hmm. but it's also kind of true. Yeah. Like so when somebody comes to me and says like, I don't know. Like my kids, I don't know what they're listening to, man. It's weird, <laughs> and and like you know, musically it's fine. You right. know, it's nothing that's blowing my brain or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, it, they'll play like some song and be like, no, nah, no, nah, check this out. This is Orbital. Like listen to this. Yeah. And be like, Dad, nobody cares about that '90s rave crap. Yeah. So anyway, but long story short, uh, I don't know anything about any of that music. Yeah. But that's for them, mm -hmm. you know? So it's not really a diss. That is their right. music. And then me, I'm over here going like, yeah, there's this band from the 60s dudes. Like, I really like, they do psychedelic and stuff. And, you know, like my daughter, when she she comes down to my records and she goes like, I want to see this one. She pulls out Magical Mystery Tour. I'm like, oh, that's going to that's gonna blow your mind. It's super <laughs> awesome. And I start talking, and I dad explain the whole thing. <laughs> So there's crap now. She doesn't want to hear any of it. And then whatever her, whatever she likes, I don't know what it is. Uh, and then she'd be like, dad, this is so amazing. And then look, they put a little Beatles thing in there. And I'd be like, oh, I love you. You told me about the, you told me about the reference. Aww, I love that. Yeah. Also, this song sucks, man. This is terrible. <laughs> I want to hear this. This is for you kids. I'm going to go over here and listen to my old man music. Yeah. No, I, I think that is some really valuable insight. And it's just sort of that uh, it, it's like addressing the generational divide and being okay with it. It's like, hey, look, I, it's for you, not for me. It doesn't make it trash. It just makes it trash to me. So, you know, get the, get out of my face. Stupid. I actually listened to Adam Horowitz real recently on oh, wow. Shway talk about this exact thing. I think the interview was older, but... Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, of the YouTube. Beastie Boys. Yeah. Of the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, it's not you know, YouTube suggested to me because I was listening to something. <laughs> so they went, "Here, you might want to listen to him talk." And I was like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> uh, and so he kind of said the same thing, and he was talking about he's old, so there's no reason for him to try to keep up with trying to be young, mm-hmm. right? It's one thing to be supportive and be like other artists are where they support the young guys. They're trying to help them out, get them a platform, show them the ropes, do all those things. He's like, that's all cool. That's not necessarily my style, but that's all cool. I'm just going to do what I do. So I don't listen to it because I'm old. I don't, there's so much stuff I haven't discovered. I'm not even going to listen to that. Like, man, I got this. I still need, that's kind of how I feel. I still think like, you know, you go to a used record shop and there's $4,000 records that nobody wants. And there's that $50, like whatever the hot thing is that they pressed on 10 gram vinyl or whatever. Like give me the dollar thing. Cause that's the thing that nobody's touched. Right. And that's the old thing that my old brain will go like, dude, they got, they got a clarinet on this record. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's, there's, there's a trumpet on this record mm-hmm. and that's not musical elitism. I don't want it to sound like it. What I'm saying is, is that my old brain gets giddy for that. Yeah. And where the new, my new brain hears the new stuff and goes like, that's probably for my daughter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And someday she's going to be hearing whatever I was listening to and going like, dad, dad, they used to sample using like one second of sampling time. And they make whole songs out of it and be like, yep. <laughs> Wait for dad to explain. I'm going to go ahead and talk to you about samplers. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, children. Let me tell you about the MPC. And uh, then they start doing this. <laughs> okay, so you're not listening. You're gone. I lost it. Yep. They tune out. They just tune out, right? Right. Their eyes roll back in their head and it's just over. Uh, yeah, I love it, CBD. I see so much of you in a way in me with my grandkids. I'm playing music on my Alexa. They tell it to play something, and it's like rap with swear words. <laughs> Nearly 13 and 14. Yeah. Yeah, these kids these days, with the, they're not like me when, you know, in the gin and juice, you know, in the NWA days, right? When, when we, what was it? Smacking the bitches, punching the hoes. Thank you, Easy E, for them classic line. <laughs> oh, man. Ruthless. My style is a juvenile. Ran with the gang, slanged in the meanwhile, banking. Anyway, long story short, I loved Easy. I'd be too, man. <laughs> I love, yeah, exactly. What do you guys know about the chronic when they used to respect women with what they were saying? Okay. Uh, <laughs> RIP, Easy E, indeed. Dex, what's up, baby boy? Good to see you. We'll my see friend. you at the crossroads. 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 See, that's me. That's what me. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Super dated right now. Oh, okay. So he lived through the 90s. <laughs> you know what, though? When you, when you talk about bone, bone is alive and well in modern day uh, uh, cadences. Um, if you listen to some of these hip hop, uh, the new rap and stuff, they're, they're like sing-songy. They're, the cadence is very jazz. Like They're just catching on these offbeat, off rhythms and stuff. And I think I really feel like Bones and Thugs and Harmony really set, uh, set the precedent for that. So, uh, I mean, you got to give mad love to, to Bone and, and, you know, what they did. It's corndog, man. It's corndog, baby. It's, it's, what, corn- it, it's what it is. <laughs> they, they've added sprinkles, right? They sprinkled and chocolate on that, that exactly. corndog. That's what they've done to it, so... Yeah, yeah. They showed everybody how. They went, hey, hey, come to my food truck. We got hot dogs with corn or chocolate on it and sprinkles and ice cream. And now everybody else is going like, yeah, we got to level up. Yeah, yeah. I think Ramsey's kids got to try some corn dogs. (laughs) Come on, Ramsey kid. Uh, There's a culinary genius product in there. They just aren't seeing it. They're not seeing it, man. If only they could 
Shoot. Uh, first of the month is a classic. Wake up, wake mm -hmm. up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely classic. Uh, what do you need to watch? The verses with Bone Thugs last night? What? <laughs> Dang, that's dope. Hell yeah, about to see that. About to Dang. see that. <laughs> Dang. I wish I had a dang. I, I don't. It, it actually, wouldn't that be funny if I loaded in dang and then that wouldn't have been. That's so stupid. Like, wouldn't it be funny if I just completely stole from the plastic show? Wouldn't that be just amazing? Uh, but but I do have this. I do have this. There you go. Oh, God oh, damn it. Good. I didn't even do it right. That's <laughs> a blow the. I love those it. things, man. So there's something about audio memes that. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I don't know what's going on with it. But like the world is starting to be broken down into these things. Right. 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 Repetitive little noises and blips. And I'm kind of obsessed with it. Yeah. And so uh, like when you do the woo, it immediately makes me think about this guy I watch on YouTube. Like and he'll do like those different things, different things happen, different moments happen in his videos. And then the sound effect comes <laughs> on. And so like. Now I associate it with him, not Ric Flair. You know what I mean? Like, is that weird? I mean, I know it's Ric Flair, right. but it's now it's like he sampled it. Yeah. And now he's toasting on it. So right. anyway, it's like a whole nother thing. But. Right. Well, it's the whole sampling thing too, right? Yep. It's like they, they'll sample an old 70s classic, turn it into a new hip hop, you know, gold Genius. stuff. And, and what's funny is, is that they're like re-sampling like songs that aren't that old now. Like, right. like there was a Maria Maria, like a Santana song. And I think, who was it? Khalid, DJ Khalid. He re like... It, it, this song is not even that old, homie. Like, like, no, no. Who was it? Usher sampled Usher, and nice. he and he re sang and he just re repurposed his song uh, under No Limit. So it's uh, so that that idea. Uh, well, there's two parts to it. First three. off, sampling yourself. Yeah, Chemical, the Chemical Brothers did this mm. on their record Surrender. Every song had a sample from one of their previous records, oh, and the wow. songs were built off the sample. Dope. <laughs> Also, that's an incredible record. Second thing uh, is, I remember the first time this was going to, again, date me. It was like in the 90s, but the first time you heard like, uh, what was that, third bass? And they were sampling Peter Gabriel. Mm. Like that record just came out, was just on the radio. And then it's like, dun 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 yeah. Like, what? And like me, like almost as a hater, I'd be like, nah. Yeah. You got to go back farther than that. But they just had a hit record. So they're right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I'm they were. Right. I'm just a ranty old man. They're correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it's like a reference is what you're doing. So mm -hmm. like even a sample, like I'm not thinking about it the way I used to as, as a younger person when I thought about samples, you know, different types of sampling. And I hopefully folks know this and I'm not explaining to everybody, but you can have chop samples, right? With little pieces you rearrange, you replay like a horn sound into like a whole nother melody, right? Mm -hmm. You can do that. Or you can loop sample where you're sampling just a phrase of a record or something like that. I used to think that when someone was doing that, uh, it's like recontextualizing something old. Mm -hmm. That's got a, uh, it's got a cool feeling to it because you kind of capture some of the old and then you add new to it. I'm not thinking about it that way anymore. Now I'm starting to think about it as like a reference like a movie, like if you were to write a movie and you wrote a line and that line was a reference to another movie, that's actually what a sample is now. Sample mm. is really just like referencing something else. And so you've recontextualized it, which was part of what I was thinking of before, but now you've also changed 
sort of the scope of the world in which you exist in. And you say like, I can take that line and this line and this line and this line, and now I've got a whole new thing. And I think mashup cultures kind of started to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I could see that reflection with like meme culture as well. You know, mm -hmm. you're just taking little samples or little images of something and you're recontextualizing it and putting a phrase over it and now it's this. And then how uh, the same meme can me can be completely different just by the wording of it or whatever it is. Right. It's just you. It's just it's just building off each other constantly. It's just for just forever, I guess. I don't. I had to have my kids explain to me the distorted meme. So I did not. So I. So if you if you're on TikTok or I what am. was the thing before TikTok? But there's this Instagram? this element uh, where they take a song and it distorts. So it's like a little kid and he's playing, and then there's like the joke moment where all the music distorts and it's like. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And I didn't, I don't like, why do they keep doing that? Like they do, they clearly, I don't understand. And my kids were like, dad, that's the joke. <laughs> the sound part of it's part of the joke. And like, you should get that. You think sounds are funny. And, and I started going like, oh, so the way they're using the distortion is, is sort of a commentary on the sound itself. So they may be doing like whatever the Rick rolling you, but when Rick roll happens, it distorts. Mm -hmm. So now they've made a comment on top of the Rick roll. Yeah. And like, again, you're recontextualizing everything and repasting it into this weird world or it's a reference to that, but it's not actually even that anymore. It's the distortion. That's the joke. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. So I still don't get it, but it, I think it's funny, I guess. I don't do, know. do you think there's, there, there's any kind of negative drawbacks to this in, in any way that you could think of? I'm sure, I'm sure like everybody having like this super, super short attention spans for everything. And like, you know, all of our social media things are, are pushing us towards that, mm. right? You have long form things like podcasts or like Twitch where you're going for long periods of time, but commercials are super short. Instagram's super short. YouTube, their algorithm and stuff. If you're the shorter, the video, the longer your engagement, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a certain, all, all these things, I think they're pushing folks to have faster, 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 move from this to the next thing. So they can get more, ads in information in whatever that's got to be doing something to people's brains i'm sure it's doing something to mine because <laughs> i know i have less and less like i'll sit uh i'll sit and bake like seven seconds for two hours right mm. i'm working on second seven seconds of video yeah that's cracking me up for two hours <laughs> i'll spend on that and that's seven seconds yeah and at the end i'm like is it too fat is it too long should i make it faster yeah it, like seriously, that's or or I'll go to. Uh, I recently figured out TikTok, and that place is weird. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, which I love it. By the way, it's amazing, but it's so so strange. And so I'll do a video that's like curated, worked hard on it. Uh, it's sixty seconds. You know, like nah, yeah. that thing I did that was four seconds that was just me going. Ugh, that's got thousands of views. You know what I mean? There's something about that because that then reinforces. Oh, I should just do dumb stuff that's four seconds. Yeah. And my kids upstairs just TikTok after TikTok after TikTok. Mm -hmm. You know, they're watching one after another laughing. My wife will be like, this is driving me crazy. But then she'll laugh. Yeah. And, and then they'll get her too. Yeah. You know, so like. Oh, yeah, it'll get you. Uh, my wife actually left it and then is just not going back because she sees me and she sees like the, the, the amount of time that I will like, like 
devoting an entire morning of your day off watching TikTok to my wife is just like, what is happening? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And it's like, I'll even have stuff to do and I'll just be like, oh, I could swipe a couple. I could swipe a couple. It's just that the, the, I I do think it's doing something to people. And and obviously now like the, the information's coming out, especially when you look at like what it's doing to young kids, you know, especially female, young female girls and the rise and and you know in them taking their own lives and stuff it's it is awful and 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 we're seeing it more and more uh, especially when you saw like that whistleblower for facebook come out the other day which some people are saying that's all made up but in any case it's good that we're bringing attention to this because it, there is this really nefarious underlining uh current that's going on under these algorithms and it's only sort of it's only sort of uh, f- uh adding uh fuel to the flame and and that's like what it's supposed to do like that's what right. the algorithms are tuned into it's either tuned into like your interest or conflict and it's like and maybe conflict is your interest so th- th- even more so so yeah i i definitely think that uh these these little sound bites, these split second things, you know, are are, are doing something. I mean, it's it's becoming you, more obvious. You know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Is in the last couple of years, specifically, I, I don't know when it started popping up on my radar to notice it, but the word algorithm. Mm-hmm. People saying it's the algorithm. Right. It's the algorithm. It's the conspiracy. <laughs> it's the uh, so this always harkens me back to uh, the Church of uh, Subgenius mm-hmm. because they used to do this exact thing. Right. Hmm. So as a joke, but now we actually say it, we actually go like the algorithm did it. Oh, I'm, I've been shadow banned the algorithm, this, that, and the, like, who's the algorithm. It's like, I get that it's a real thing and people are using, but at the same time, it's super funny because <laughs> it's like a fake made up thing. Right. And then we wonder how we come up with these crazy ideas. Well, because like if kids in the whole world are running around going like algorithms, the algorithms are doing it. Just think like, 30, 50 years out, how crazy that is going to be. The extrapolation as it goes out mm-hmm. to go all the way back to like, we may have like, uh, what's that? Um, uh, Planet of the Apes or uh, uh, what's that one where uh, the time machine, right? Mm-hmm. Where they go forward in time and they're worshiping weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, and we totally could be in this crazy thing where it's like, all hail the algorithm, the algorithm. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like th- that's seriously like, Tyson and I had this weird idea a long time ago, years ago, about this whole idea about like the whole world. Like, what if you made, wrote this movie or story where the whole world was a bunch of people uh, that like you had to be on TV, mm-hmm. you had to be on TV and you had to be performing. And that was like your job, essentially, you know, and you had to be on there and you had to be creating stuff and uh, the likes and up likes. And then that actually, I think, turned into like there was a Black Mirror episode that was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Now we freaking do it. Yeah. Like that's just normal now. Yeah. And and then we complain about the algorithm Lord. It's an unknown, unseen thing. And it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of people just like us yeah. sitting in rooms, just like us mm-hmm. programming. Yes. Like yep. how cracked is this? It's like, it's a, you know, the snake eating itself kind of oh, weird yes. scenario. Yeah, so. most definitely. And, and, and I would even go to, I would even go further and almost say that we already are sort of in that space where we are sort of all hail the all hail the algorithm, all hail Google, you know, which is all algorithm. And they are the arbiters of truth. 
you know they are deciding what we get to see and what we don't get to see and so like we are already sort of being regulated and we already do put so much faith into it you know that that we're right. kind of already in that space right now where it's like all hail the algorithm because i mean let's face it god is dead right like no one's no one cares <laughs> about that guy anymore and like you, you know it, it's just i feel like people are in mass like looking for a direction or for a meaning in something and i feel like what's happening is that people are sort of glomming on to whatever gives them any kind of hope or you know anything you know like whether it's being way into the woke movement or you know being right. into the the tech you know algorithm you know all hail technology movement it, it uh yeah i mean i don't know you know somewhere I and i don't know i'm gonna fail with this reference uh or this quote or whatever but somewhere i saw a movie something where the guy said basically the idea was this everybody's looking for something to belong or believe in mm -hmm. right they want to be part of a community and they want to believe in something right. and they will search through it high and low and when they don't find it they'll drink sand yeah. they'll take whatever is given to them and in a weird way if you think about it now if you're somebody who says like that stuff's bad what happens? Like if you if we were to go on TV right now, you know, and just like NBC or whatever channel, right, exists, and we were to say like, hey, uh, the internet's bad, the internet's scary, this is this, this, and this, this. What happens to those people? Right, they're completely destroyed. Yeah. Everyone just, just massacres right. that person, laughs at them. Ha ha ha! What a joke that person is. They're probably doing it to make money, yeah. which is just a fake algorithm <laughs> boogeyman. It does not exist, right. you know. So, like, you know, like whistleblowers don't make money blowing whistles, right? right? These are real things that these people are trying to say and alert. These people are like your canaries in coal mine. Mm. But what's happened is. They're a canary in a coal mine. We're so far into the coal mine, it doesn't matter anymore. There's a Devo reference for you. We're going down, down, right? <laughs> We're so far in, we don't know anymore. It's forest for the trees, people. And so, like, it's super. Anyway, I, I wish I could, I should probably stop eating corn dogs, live as long as humanly possible so I can see where we wind up because my nerd brain wants to process back mm -hmm. way back here, you know? Do, do you remember when we didn't say things were Trump cards or Trump? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he trumped that. Yeah. I remember when we didn't say that. Mm. And now everyone, everyone says it's like it's ubiquitous. Mm. You know, and it was just a normal thing to say. And it'd be weird because somebody right. would say, like back when he was president, right? Somebody would say, oh, they would use that in context. Well, Trump just pulled the Trump card on him. What? Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. We used an identifier for the person for which it was written for mm -hmm. or the idea was written for. We've gone crazy. Yeah. So, but- there are good things too. You can have sprinkles on your corn dogs. Exactly. And I think this is a good time to thank our sponsor. Uh, thank you so much for. Oh. Nope. nope. It's to you by Pfizer. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Pay me. Well, that didn't work. I saw that. I watched one of your other videos and I saw that. And I was like, <laughs> I want to steal that. So, <laughs> brought to you by right. Pfizer. Fuck you. Pay me. Okay, there it is. All right. I, I had to do it again because it, it upset me and it didn't do it right the first time. So, thank you, Pfizer. I, I, we appreciate I saw you. that and I thought, why don't the Fantastic Plastics have one of those right now? Because so the Fantastic Plastics don't say fuck you, baby. <laughs> well, it won't have that in it. It'll be a little bit more G. But yeah. I saw it and was like, okay, we'll have something like that very soon. Yeah, so, you should. Uh, and, and in fact, I feel like we have bad day pills. Yeah, there you go. Right. Brought to you by bad, bad day. Bad day pills. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry about that. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> 
and, and by the way, like I'm, I'm only waiting for the the cease and desist order to to come in my email any day now. Uh, so we'll we'll see how long that lasts. But you know, hey, whatever. We're waiting. What's going on, buddy? Oh, really? Shit. So like Ghostbusters? See, this is a cool one. Ghostbusters: The Origin using the word toast in context of you're done or finished. That's oh, freaking awesome. That's toast. wild. I didn't know that. Ah, uh, that that's from Ghostbusters. That sort of evolved. Yes. Wow. I had I used to have an argument with my dad all the time about uh, going commando, mm-hmm. and he thought it was something else. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, No, no, no. It relates to this, that, or the other. And we would have this argument, and I used the. I said. It's in the TV show Friends, Dad. Yeah. Like, like it's Commando, not whatever he was saying. I can't remember what his version was. I was like, it's not Commando. And it turns out, if you look it up, it's sort of like uh, British Commandos. It was like a uh, an, an initiation or something like this. They mm-hmm. had to get naked and run through ice water or something. Okay. But the first pop culture reference of it is in the TV show Friends. Mm. So, like, the first, like, main entertainment version of it is in uh, it's super weird because I use that, and he's like, "You can't use Friends as an example." <laughs> Maybe I could. Yo, Friends. So. I mean, I, I'm a fan. I, I I don't know. Were you into Friends at all? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I, I loved that show. This is this is my son just handed me these foil Grundies uh, for for any of you Reina Mystique fans out there. This is it. This is what you've been waiting for. Boom. Sorry. Uh, you need an ad for that. That just needs to come up like that. <laughs> and then like across the Grundy, it just goes like shing, like that. You know what I mean? Like a little glint of light. Well, I there is kind of one. It's it's called Sad Boy Summer, and Raina does it. And there's a whole thing where the where she she's she's calling out to to God or to whoever she worships, and it's like, I need a new pair of Grundies. Uh, because I've soiled myself or something. I don't remember what she says, but she just needs a new pair of undies for her bum bum. Anyways, yeah, it, it, there, there is a whole thing. There's like a whole three-minute video <laughs> overlay thing for that. Nice. No, but, but, you know, like seeing what the plastics do and what you and you, I mean, you are the plastic, uh, seeing what, what is possible, um, <clears throat> that, I mean, that had so much influence because... Like you guys are definitely stretching uh, this platform to to the max, you know, and and I just I respect that's, the that's shit a lot of it. that's Tyson. So like mm. so people give me way too much credit for this. So a lot of that is Tyson, and a lot of that is Miranda. Nah, it's CBD the, now. It's CBD. So I do. I have the easiest job. Hey, Rafi. I make weird stuff and run away, <laughs> and then they have the actual job of making sure it goes on to their stream they prep it they couch it they they set it up in in a different bumpers and stuff like that a lot of the background visuals and stuff like that where i might have done like some of the installation stuff in the past mm-hmm. they've taken it remixed it rehashed it creating delays and all this trippy stuff that like i have zero i have no idea how he's doing it i mean he's kind of explained different things that he's doing but i could never do that yeah. and so he's doing those things so i think sometimes i get credit for a lot of stuff that i'm not doing I, I try to give them weird stuff to play in between things. Uh, so I do that. Well, there you go. But yeah, so a lot of that does rightfully belong to those two. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, well, in any case, I, I, it's definitely an inspiration to see what y'all do. And uh, it takes all three of us for sure. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that diplomacy there. Um, there, there's, uh, there is a, um, 
There's questions that were asked so long ago oh, yeah. that we never we just ignored. Uh, this was asked from Tuffet. Am I saying that right? Oh. Is it Tofit or Tuffet? I can never remember. Uh, so this was 43 minutes ago. So my bad, Tuffet. My bad. <laughs> uh, so, <Yes. laughs> so have the children or even your wife ever gave you any inspiration for ideas? Sorry if oh, the yeah. question has been answered. Oh yes. Constantly. So my wife's really good actually at coming up with really clever ideas and uh, seeing the thing I can't see and just going like, you should do this. Hmm. And I go like, oh, and then she'll go, yeah, I need, you know, 20% or whatever. <laughs> Get that cut. So. A lot, a lot of times I'll forget mm -hmm. that she gave me the idea. And so I'll be like talking about, oh, so when I had this idea and she's like, I gave you that idea, you jerk. Like, <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> Because what happened is it's like that blue color I was talking about way back when I get fixated on the blue and I go down this super long road and I forget where anything came from. And then she'll say like, no, that was us. We, But one of the, I guess one of the real direct ones is I have this character called Cobby. There's a corn cob. Yeah. And he tells bad jokes. And he, <laughs> basically, uh, those jokes are generated by my kids and my wife at the dinner table. <laughs> all those jokes are me going, I need to write like five or six more copy jokes. What do we got? And they, <laughs> the writer's they room. <laughs> they seriously do. Like, they kick out just these stupid ones. So there's one, like, there's one recently that was basically my wife's idea. I was like, that's pretty funny. I did it. Uh, and she's just walking by room to room doing whatever she does. And she hears the joke that she wrote that I've reinterpreted with the dumb voice. And she starts laughing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it was funny to her. I don't know if it's going to be funny to anybody else, but that was my favorite moment of working on. Like I recently did like a, a little group of them. My favorite moment was her hearing her laugh at her own joke. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, nice. That is, and, it, and it, I think that one's funny too. So, but yeah, they write a lot of them, or uh, they give me ideas for things like they'll say like, "What you should do is this," and then sometimes I'll be like, mm, "I don't know," or it's conflicting, or sometimes th their idea like solves a problem. Mm. That I, I, my, this is a great one. I've not gotten back to this, but my youngest, uh, my oldest and youngest, had come up with this entire plot sequence for a series of characters that I have, they come up with this whole storyline and I've never gotten to it or integrated it or anything like that. But the little one was in school and had to do like a video project. So she made the basis of the storyline, like the star Wars crawl. Mm. And then she kicked into like a little bit of an animation. What was like a 2d, like she'd drawn stuff to try to do it and did some of the voices imitating my voices <laughs> to do it. And I'm like, I need to steal everything that you just did. Steal your crawl, steal the animation, and then do that as another way of doing the story. I've just never gotten back to it. But like for idea's sake, like they're super creative and come up with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that that's awesome. I love that. I love that your whole family is a part of it. And same here, man. It's like uh, my son actually, in an attempt... In an attempt to um, to get two things, because we we're like, you can go get you can go get an Xbox game, <clears throat> and, or you can get Baby Yoda stuffy. And he was <laughs> like, and so like it's just me and him. And so he he starts right in. He starts working me real good, and he's just like, what if? We get both, 
and then you get Baby Yoda, and then I'll do the voice of Baby Yoda, and I can talk to your guests. And I'm like, God damn it. Good idea. God damn it. Now I'm spending $200 today. All right, let's go. We're doing Gotta that do it. now. <laughs> it's just... Yep. It's just it, – it's, it's beautiful. I love that. And, and sharing that with your family is just so special. And, uh, yeah, kids are the best for creativity. I, yep. I, I feel like they're just so uninhibited by just being old, you know? Like, they, this is just their mind. The rules don't exist. Exactly. Right? None of that matters, Dad. Yeah. So, like, they can cut right to the, right to the thing. So. <laughs> yeah, none of that shit matters, bro. Let's just do this. Uh, yeah, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, thanks, we speak English good and chicken booger dish. Uh, I'll have to catch the VOD later for the rest. All right, you have a great rest of your day, Capt Madman. Thank you so much for being in here. And uh, yeah, I took the baby Yoda off because, well, no, well, I just forgot to put it back on. It's not that it's off for good, it's just it's, it's not on. So, my bad. Rules exist, they just haven't broken them yet. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Um, we got another question here from the chat. And this is from Bonnie. And this is 42 minutes ago. So uh, you guys know how it works here. Well, some of you guys have never been here. But you guys know how it works here. Uh, what do you hope will happen with your figurine co collection after you dance into the great beyond? Oh, very poetic, Bonnie. So here's a weird story. I <laughs> I was... Um, I can't remember what I was listening to uh, recently, but somebody was talking about uh, what happens to uh, their toys when they're gone, mm -hmm. right? What would happen to the toys? And they were basically trying to think of like a, create a, a system or a support system for collections yeah. to move from collector to collector to that way that they're preserved. And as I'm listening to this guy, I realized I had been in an antique shop two, three days earlier. And in that antique shop was a guy who had made a bunch of these weird outsider, like weird sculptures with toys and metal parts and computer bits. Mm. And they were there. And me, my wife and a friend of mine were all looking at it. And we were like, ha ha, this is pretty weird and funny. And then we left. Mm. And I, and I was like, now I'm like, I wish I'd bought one of them <laughs> because that was super cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, they weren't good. Let me put it this way. So like, you weren't like, oh, this is great. I got to have this on my shelf, but there's an element to it that should have been appreciated that I didn't at the moment that I did later when I listened to somebody else talk about that idea of like moving like collections around me personally, I would like my collection to just wind up in just like a, a swap meet or like a, <laughs> uh, you know, goodwill or something like that. Yeah. Can you imagine the windfall of a kid yeah. goes to goodwill and he's like, mom, can I, you know, we go to goodwill. Can I have a toy? And she says, yeah, you know, if you find something and it's under an X number of dollars, you can go. And then he walks to the toy section and it's freaking boom. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's and then he's, he's struck with like, uh, <laughs> mom, what do I do? There's a thousand toys here. Right. And then it was like, well, you can have two today and two tomorrow. And, you know what I mean? Like that, the idea that like that would happen to some kid, I think that would be super cool. Uh, I, the another thing that's funny, and there's a comedian slash toy maker slash whatever uh, guy called Obvious Plant, mm -hmm. and he has this whole idea of like he'll package something and it's sort of a, a twisted joke, and he puts it on pegs places for people to find. The idea that something that I made could wind up in that same sort of scenario, yeah. but by accident, uh -huh. not by intention, not by placing it there, but by it finds its way there, yeah. that's freaking hilarious. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. hilarious. If someone would accidentally stumble upon some weird mashup thing that I made, 
in the mixture of a whole bunch of regular things. And then like, let's say they picked that one or that one got lumped into a bag and then they took it home. Yeah. That's so funny to me. <laughs> and I kind of hope that happens. And uh, I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day. And I was like, should I start doing that? Should I start taking toys that I don't want to Goodwill and seeding my own material in it? <laughs> so that they start showing up on shelves in various places, go town to town, drop off a bag at Goodwill. And in there is a chicken burger disco Yeah, all the time. Yes. And so then they start popping up everywhere. And mom, this toy doesn't even move. You know, yeah. it's a statue basically. Like, mom, what is this? Why does he have a chicken head on? <laughs> and that starts to like proliferate out. Because I'm obsessed with this idea of, uh, I, I think it's called in phil philo philosophical terms, I think it's called phenomenology, which is the mm -hmm. idea that something exists without an inherent meaning. Okay. So you could put something out into the world and the meaning for it is, is either uh, blinded, you're blinded to that meaning, or it's not prevalent in the object. And the greatest, one of the greatest examples of this in modern that I know of, or that I think of a reference is shepherd fairy mm. and obey giant. Yeah. Uh, specifically Andre giant has a posse sticker. The mm. idea, what he did was, you know, he has a sticker. It's a joke with his friends. He takes a sticker. He puts it out in the world. It goes everywhere. People are going like, what is Andre? Yeah. What, why does he have a posse? What does this mean? That idea has been freaking blowing my mind since the first time I heard him talk about it in that context. Yeah. Cause you know, usually he talks about it in terms of brand and, and uh -huh. moving on as an artist, but when he gets into the weeds and he talks about what that's doing and how it's sort of uh, culture jamming in, on a low energy way, right. You, you watch movies where they have things like they live where he borrowed ideas from as well. Right. But mm -hmm. with things where like where they say, pull back the curtain, look what's behind the thing behind should start to wake you up a little bit. Mm -hmm. To have that be a sticker and it just goes out of the world and confuses people. What mm. does that mean? What does that have anything that I freaking love that concept. So then mm. if you could take a toy that makes no sense, doesn't have context, there isn't a wrapper, there isn't a packaging, there's nothing. And you stick it in with a bunch of Star Wars toys <laughs> and just go here, it starts to do the same thing. Mm. And, and it starts to grow the same way. Like what is happening? <laughs> It's, you know, what if I started taking little muscle arms and just packing them in packages and sending them all over the world, you know, just like every, every finding a list of toy stores, the worldwide, making a little resin muscle arm and sending it to every one of these stores <laughs> to get planted in the stores. And it starts to grow out of nowhere. Yeah. Like little kids 20 years from now go, oh, that's a protein. <laughs> Remember when proteins were hot in 2025? <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. That's so uncool now. <laughs> like that freaking, that's yeah. the, that idea, that concept. So that's a really long rant mm. to explain what would I do with this if I was gone tomorrow? <laughs> I, I hope my wife just goes, here, kid, have some weird fun. Yeah. Or put it on the curb. Yeah. Tw twice in my life, this weird thing has happened where I've walked out to a curb and the thing that was on the curb turned into something else. The first time was with, with music. So I'll go back, way back. Uh, 95, 1995. I'm living on my own. First time, uh, an older gentleman across the street from me passes away. He has all kinds of old records. You know, uh, Burt Camfort, uh, Guy Lombardo, uh, Pete Fountaine, mm -hmm. th this type of stuff, stuff that I still like. Mm -hmm. uh, he has all this stuff and they take his records. They don't know what to do with them. They put them on the curb. Curb those things. I'm walking along and I see these records and I go like, huh, I got a sampler at home. I, 
I'm going to records and I'm paying 20 bucks for like a funk record. Here's some dude just gifted me thousands of them. Probably not that many. Yeah. You know what I mean? A bunch. Right. To me, it was the whole world. Right. I packed as many of them as I, up as I could into the trunk of my car. I drove home, put them in my, turned back, picked up all of them, did that till I had them all in my house. And then thought, what if I start sampling these records instead of the records that I'm supposed to sample? I'm not sampling an R&B hook anymore. I'm sampling the, this whatever. Guy Lombardo is a great example because I used to sample them all the time. Uh it, still do. I just don't know what record they're from anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but like, you know, you chop them into little pieces, put them in your hard drive and now they're just tools. Right. Um, so that happened to me. And I went like, and, and it really seriously just started my love of collage music. Mm. Right. Where before that I was trying to make stuff with keyboards and it's still collage. You're still taking lots of bits and pieces and mixing them together in a way that's uniquely like cut and paste type thing. Yeah. But this meant that I was actually borrowing re resources and Everything in my life that's happened since that time forward has some strain back to that, whether it be I met somebody or I made something or that thing that I made turned into me knowing somebody or turned into like an interview like this. Mm -hmm. All of that trains back to that one moment where I had a DJ mixer with a really short sampling button and I could sample a little bit of a record. And if I did it right, I could make that sample loop. And then I could put that on a, a, my little drum machine and I could do something with it. Everything leads back to that idea. So that's the first time. So this is why I would say like, put my toys on the curb. Yeah. Maybe different curbs. So they're not all in one place. <laughs> right. It doesn't look just like a, the other one is I was walking down the street. This happened very recently. And I recognized it immediately as being a similar moment. I was walking down the street and somebody's moving in the neighborhood and they had a bunch of their kids toys and they put them on the curb. And I walked by and I, I looked in the box and I thought like, <laughs> look at these. These are amazing. Like they're kind of like little sculptures and some little kid did this or whatever. And there's a little place set in here and I keep walking and then I stopped and I recognized it. I turned around and I went back and I picked up the box and I took the box home. And from that moment forward, I've been obsessing <laughs> over every little thing that I can find and or make or tear apart. Uh, the, the term they call it's a Star Wars term, actually. It's called kit bashing. Mm. The idea was they used to take model kits, tear them apart and bash the pieces together to make like the Millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. So it, they same kind of idea. You take a bunch of parts from a toy, mash them together, and you make a new weird thing. You kit bash the new thing. Uh, that just is like, and even again, recently, like very recently, like within a couple months, same idea, same thing happened again. This time people were threw out their toys and they were throwing out little people. And by little people, I mean the peg people, not like some sort of weird, inappropriate thing. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, whoops, wrong way, that way. Uh, so they put out these little children's pegs, these from play school or whatever. Uh -huh. And I walked past it, stopped, turned around and went back and went, you know what I can do with that? <laughs> I can totally redesign everything that I've been doing around these little pegs. <laughs> and like how, how silly and weird is that? And how strange is that yeah. if you're somebody tuning into like a music stream <laughs> where they're playing crazy jams and punk jams and here's a Devo cover, right. you know, here's 99 Luff Balloons. <laughs> now let's cut to... Hey guys, yeah. I'm a little peg person. Yeah. Like the, the, cr the crackedness of yeah. that is like, again, things that like I super geek out yeah. over. And so anyway, sometimes people's trash is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. But you got, you got to wait. You got to see that door, mm -hmm. right? When the door kicks open, you got to know it's open to walk through it and to go like, oh, this is going to change everything. So one time the toys did it. One time the music did it. Both those things I think are now starting to be like DNA. Mm. of who i am as weird as that is so mm. i hope 
maybe put them on the curb and somebody could have that same DNA experience. Yeah. And it transforms them in some sort of way. That that's that's really beautiful. That's like a really beautiful explanation of what you want to do with your toys. <laughs> Rant. <laughs> but I love that. That's great. I mean, and podcasts are made for grants, so it's all good. But that is one thing that it was really interesting that I, I saw. You know, the, one some of the things that I do notice is like you're straight up doing like ryan's toy review or like those those youtube toy thing like my son used to watch that shit all the time it's like uh they're just do, they're just playing with like paw patrol it's like oh no chase don't do that and it's just toys and people's fingers and they're doing the voiceovers millions of hits on 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 youtube so taking that concept that was uh you know you kind of birthed for children and to sell toys uh it, it was it, to to take that and then you see that in in the context of a fantastic plastic stream and it's just like what what's happening here which it just adds to the whole chaos of the situation anyway <laughs> the name is the fantastic plastics that could not be planned better as a fake brand <laughs> ever in the history of the world yeah like when i go oh fantastic plastics like toys like it to me like and that's not where it comes from, right? This is a a Andy Warhol Beatles inspired type name, mm-hmm. but to get to to for it to turn into this other thing, fortuitously turn into this other thing because I'm a freaking weirdo, <laughs> uh, is totally a dig it, you know. And yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, man, no, totally. I remember when they first when they came on the show. Um, I was like looking for their website, and it took me to some fantastic plastic website that I was that. I think actually does make plastics. Uh, have you guys ever ran across I'm sure, that? I'm sure there's people with similar names. So Andy Warhol had the, what was it? The incredible or something plastic inevitable. Mm. Right. Uh, and so I think the words fantastic and plastic rhyme in such a way mm. that there have been other things. I think there's a band from Japan called uh, the fantastic plastic machine, mm. I think, or the plastic fantastic machine, something mm. like that. Uh, those words sound dope yeah. together. Yeah, there's really cool. no, and they have a rhythm to them. So, like to me, again, these are things maybe they're just weird, but there's something about the rhythm of words and what they mean, right? What they can embody within them that sounds good. So, I just remember being we were setting up on a stage and we had been kicking around a bunch of bad band names, bad as in intentionally bad, but yeah. also slightly they weren't good enough, right? So like one of them was Diet Riot. I remember that one. And one of them was Turbotron. <laughs> so we had these different words that were sort of like joke, robot. You know, what we really wanted to do is we wanted to be something uh, like Servotron or something where like uh, you have these really, really great band names. What the band name does, what it is, describes itself, mm. right? It describes what you're getting. So when you hear... Uh, something like that, like a a great example of this being major laser, Mm. right? When you hear major laser, you got it. Yeah. You know exactly what you're getting. Right. When you hear daft punk, you got it. You know what you're getting, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe some of that's hindsight, but like, for me, I feel like those names embody what they are. So somewhere Tyson, I believe came up with the name Mm. fantastic plastics and like, (laughs) yes, that's the name because it sounds like what you want them to feel. It's a little Mm. sixties. It's a little eighties. Yeah. Right. It's a little bit future, which right. we're always like geeking out on. Right. The, the future of the future. Right? right. So it's all those things kind of together. And then, yeah, 
I think the rhyming or is it rhyming or whatever, it just sounds like the same kind of words. Right. I don't know. It's really great. There's old, like you'll find old toy records or old records where like they're not toy records, but like uh, children's records mm-hmm. where they're like, they're, they're talking about the plastic man, right? Mm-hmm. Plastic man and his fantastic yeah. right there. Right. right. And so it's, it kind of comprises all those things. It's two great words to stick together. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So for sure. I, I, I agree. Um, the, the, uh, they, okay. They want to do a, um, let me get to these questions and then we'll do a baby Yoda. <laughs> they want to do a baby Yoda. It's not on the list, but that's fine. We can do a baby Yoda. Just let me, let me do this. Turbotron is a super dope band name, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I agree with you. Uh, Epilid. Uh, maybe maybe that will be your new band name, Epilid. Right. Start a band, call it Turbo Tron. Uh, oh yeah, I turned off the things here. Uh, I'll just make it more chaotic. Here we Brought go. Brought to you by Pfizer. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> Pay me. That's not what I meant to do, but okay, that's that works too. There it is. Oh god damn it! I still forgot to have it go above the. I think finger. it's better. To, it, it, I think it's better that you don't have it right. Yeah, it's just yeah. The that's, more out of control it is, the better. Just roll with it. They should call it the fantastic recycles. Oh, spotastic! Thank you for being here, friend. I appreciate you coming in. Um, yeah, let, let's get through a couple of these questions and then we'll do baby Yoda. So just just l- let me get on it here. Um, so, so have the question ever come up by the kids, obviously, about hand, handing down the toys? Mm-hmm. Would they, wouldn't they be interested? That, yeah, I'm sorry. I totally misread all that, but they might, they might be like, you know, like one or two for sentimental value. Mm-hmm. My youngest uh, loves Miles Morales, you know, mm-hmm. in that end of the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. So she actually has a couple and she's got a little uh, collection of uh, um, nutcrackers. Mm-hmm. So she's been collecting those. So like, you know couple times a year she gets a nutcracker and they're there all year long long uh so i i have like a nutcracker type character over there somewhere so i think she might want that there you go there you go but i don't i don't know my oldest she loves stranger things Mm. so i actually gave her my stranger things collection oh wow she she has that uh and then like you know she'll move them around the room and i'll be like what are, what are you doing? They're going to fall apart. <laughs> Stop <laughs> touching gonna them. Break. They're going to break, man. I'll have to glue them back together. Uh, <laughs> Stop getting your fingerprints on them. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, They're hers now. So like, I just sort of like, you know, I turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, I can't control it. I can't control it. I can't control it. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, so probably one or two, and then they'll probably be like, you can take the rest away. <laughs> right. You can just throw that away. Um, is the And this is from Electric uh, Dugong. Uh, is hey, the co- man. Hey! Uh, is the copy figure coming to DKE or your Etsy? Also, have you pushed your issues down the swim lane to done? <laughs> So there's always something coming up the issue up the swim lane uh, in regards to issues, right? So uh, we're talking uh, work speak now. Okay. Uh, so Electric Dugong kind of knows he sort of works in a similar environment to me, so he mm. kind of knows uh, the silly lingo, lingo. But yeah, today I was having a sprint planning meeting, just so everybody knows. Um, What's that mean? Yeah, the, uh, sprint planning. So if you think about like think about like a record release or, or like a video release or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to create a video. The idea being, it starts off as an idea. Mm-hmm. Somewhere back here is an idea. So that goes on a backlog, right? 
once it matures enough, it'll come off the backlog and it'll go into your pipeline of, of creativity, right? I'm using, I'm interchanging words between business speak, uh, where I work, and then like actual creative. <clears throat> anyway, once it's in the pipeline, you start developing it, you test it, you use your acceptance, test it, you move it back into, into fix some tweaks and some errors, and you move it all the way forward, and then you go ahead and release it, right? Mm. Uh, so that's kind of like software life cycle, also like a video. Mm. Like, so if I was to make something, like uh, I'll, I'm going to just going to tie it in. If I was going to make something like Kavi here, as uh, is a, is a figure, what I did was <clears throat> it was an idea. I sort of put it on the backlog as something that I wanted to try out. Workshopped it a little bit in my brain. Worked with the family. Figured out a way to do it. Then I moved it into the pipeline of it. I actually need to physically make one so that I can figure out how to make more, uh-huh. uh, et cetera, so forth. And then test it. Does the paint work? Do, can I do resin dyes? What different methods do I need to sand it? Go through all those processes so that I can then get uh, a product that's usable. But then you got to make it customer facing, right? Mm-hmm. So then I have to build packaging for it. So try out the packaging. So I made a test. This is going to be funny because there's another figure in there as a test right now. <laughs> but so I made a test of what I want. It's amazing. I, we did not know this was the question, but uh, I made a test of how the packaging might be. So a demo. Mm. Oh, is the TV big enough? Where's this going to be? Where's this? Oh, look, I cut that off. Mm. So I basically worked with all this so I could figure out guides and how I would do this. And then this has a Velcro blister. So I was testing out, can I make the the blister work with Velcro? Once I had that figured out, I was able to go ahead and put a print order in so I could make decent ones and then, you know, do the same thing where I could basically stick it on there. Uh, So that's kind of uh, a description for silly uh agile thinking as far as uh software or product development mm. uh but yes this is coming from my etsy store not dke so it'll be um it basically sold through me my plan for anybody who wants to know this uh, my plan is next friday the 10th the plastics going to do their live stream i'll make them live during the stream because i the real truth to this is is kabi is kind of a love letter to the fantastic plastic stream mm. Uh, they really uh, love him and adopted him. And I don't know why, but I'm glad that they do. I think it's super funny myself. So I'm glad they like it. Um, And what I'm going to do is kind of make it available on their stream. And uh, yeah, and from there, I'll I'll post something on Instagram and let everybody know about them, be available. There's only 20. uh, So hopefully um, that's enough. I don't know, to be completely honest. I'm I'm going to go ahead and you, I'm going to test in production here for uh, the Kabi figure. And I don't know the, the number to be honest, 10 is a lot or 10 is a lot to make. 20 is an enormous amount to make wow. uh, when you're making sort of like a homemade figure here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, that's it. And on the back for anybody who wants to know, it's sort of like an advert for there's all these fantastic plastics ads on here. So there's protein code, red cola, fantastic buy, uh, bad day pills, um, the karate chicken burger disco, and then just an actual sandwich. So, <laughs> just a sandwich. Just a chicken burger disco sandwich. So, yeah, that I, I love that man. And th- what that was one of the things that we talked about when I was talking to the plastics, uh, Miranda and Tyson is like world building and 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 creating like these, you know, like like the fantastic plastics completely have a whole world that that you guys have built out and like keeps growing and like you know Kabi and stuff. I, I just I love that. Like the idea of like Star Wars, right? Like this world building thing or even World of War Warcraft or something like that. 
just I love that concept of world building and just building out an entire uh, you know, ideology out of it. I mean, you know, like the force and shit. Like people take that shit seriously. You know, like the dark side. Like there are people out there taking that shit real seriously. Yeah, spit that lore game, son. What up? Oh, come well, on. Well, the I like all that stuff. Like I like Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> I think everybody kind of does. But like the part of Star Wars that I like the most, besides the nostalgia explosion that happens when you know i watched the first three movies mm. uh the um the part about it that i like is all the little things the world thing the thing that they're doing for the mandalorian in lieu of writing a story mm. is essentially putting everybody in there and you get to hang out in star wars land right. basically you walk around and that's kind of what the disney park is too right you mm. get in and you're just sort of immersed in it i don't know if it's intentional or we think about it too much, um, but one thing leads to another. You start to build on, and, and connections played happen, right? So this thing and this thing, and then a connection happens, and you don't even realize it's there. A, a good example, and I'll show you this thing. It's a prototype. Let's go. Uh, it's not finished, so I'm working on this guy that's like a brain on like a, a crotch <laughs> body. Uh, and uh, anyway, long story short, uh, this guy is uh, this thing I'm working on. And my wife says, so he's in the brain trust, right? He's the leader of the brain trust. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I'm making this. And then she says, so the brain trust. So like, yes, I'm a, I wanted a little brain. Actually, she bought me the brain that I then molded and casted. So like she <laughs> bought me this toy brain and then I made multiples of them yeah. in colors, you know, and then I start putting them on pieces of things. And she says, so the brain trust, you should make that connect. I should have made that connection. Yeah. I did not. So I was off on another world over here. So it's the, all those ideas sort of percolating around and then the ability to sort of pluck them down and then build the world yeah. around it, even in flight. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a little star Wars. If you think about it, cause none of that stuff's really as planned as they want you to believe it is. Nah, they're sort of just writing, writing answers to problems, which mm-hmm. is actually kind of fun. Right. How do I solve this problem? Oh, I create it. I create a character for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you write around uh, a scenario. And so like, for me, I, I'll give an example, like a lore building example. So I had them here a second ago. So we had these like peg guys, right. And I had, we were doing uh, work with uh, Tyson and Miranda as toys in like sort of a fake play with toys sort of universe or earlier in different scales. And I kept running into like creative hurdles right? Where I was sort of running myself up against a wall. And part of the wall was having an environment for them to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, to make it better, I needed the world around them to look like something, not just a gray background. Yeah. So when I started, it was a gray background or here's like a, a piece of paper background. Right. I needed the world to be better to start making it more and more immersive, mm-hmm. to make the, the universe feel more like an actual thing and less like dude in his basement playing with toys. And it's still a dude in a basement playing with toys, but there's a little bit of dis- this cognitive dissonance you can make. So I needed to have a, a scale that would work. Yeah. So I took them from a larger scale down to a smaller scale and mm. it still wasn't small enough. I realized it's still not small enough. And then I stumbled upon these pegs and I was like, they, they're so small. Everything scales for it. Yeah. Everything can make that. And it's like, so I had a creative hurdle, which is how do you make the world look more, more like something that's fantasy? Yeah. Make them smaller. 
Mm. Now that they're smaller, everything starts to become a world. The side of a keyboard suddenly can become a cool background or a robot or a machine Mm -hmm. or something. And now everything could fit into it. And so that, anyway, long story short, what I'm trying to say is all that world building is sort of happening ad hoc with some thinking, right? We are thinking about it. We are dreaming up these ideas. Tyson says like, you know, Ooh, we should do this Hmm. or Ooh, we should do that. Uh, Mandy has this really cool idea or Miranda has this really cool idea. We should incorporate that. And this is how we could try to do it. So we are doing that all the time, but then you're always presented with like some sort of story problem. Like how do I solve this or how do I make this, that, or the other? Um, a, a really another example because I rant, like I said, I just got done releasing a figure uh, called the Karate Chicken Burger Disco. So I don't know if you guys can see it. I, yeah, uh, there we go. Oh, hold uh, on. here so, I can do this. Boom. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I just got done doing this figure, and here's the thing: this was not the original name of this figure. The original name was the uh, what was it? The Kung Pao Chicken Burger Disco. Because Kung Pao is a type of chicken food, right? Yes. And this was my original sketched idea uh, for the for the name for the character. And my wife says, that's what you're going to do? And I said, yeah. And she goes, it's a little insensitive, no? And I was like, ah, you're right. But it's food. Yeah. And I do jokes with food. Mm-hmm. And she's like, sure. Okay. And just walks away. Yeah. And all that did was turn the, gear, the gears turned, mm-hmm. right? And now I have to come up with a solution because she's right. That name is wrong. I can't do that name. I don't want that static or anything like that. I want to do something different. Yeah. So what do I do? So I like the karate kid. I grew up with the karate kid. I used to get picked on as a kid. You know, yeah. I probably still should be, but anyway, <laughs> uh, bullied as a kid and the karate kid was a movie that really fit for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as a kid growing up, I still love it. The first one, there's other stuff out there. I don't know about that stuff, but I know the original movie is the thing that I have the nostalgia bomb for, and I just love it. So I went, well, when I originally made the figure, I didn't call it Kung Pao Chicken. I thought that's a clever name. Uh, Someone else gave it to me, and I thought that was a super good idea, and they're right. It is a really good name. It is really sellable, but I can't do that. I can't be attached to that. So my original name was like Kung Fu. Again, Mm. Uh, not really what I should do, which is another problem, right? So Kung Fu uh, is sort of a thing you want to say when you talk about chicken. So these are two problems I have name and how not to use things that are socially inappropriate. Mm. So I went, okay, the karate kid, the karate chicken burger disco. Okay. I've got it. That's simple enough for me. I can, I can marry those two things. Now it's a mashup. Now I can use the story a little bit, mm-hmm. right? From the Karate Kid. I can relate it to myself. It becomes part of me now. Where the other thing was more of a cool name. This is mm-hmm. now a part of me. Problem number two. I can't say Kung Fu Grip. I can't say Kung Fu Punch. I can't say any of these things. And so I went, what do I say? And I have always operated with the most efficient, laziest name possible is probably the best one. Yeah. Dr. Evil, exactly. right? Yeah. It's, it's the worst name ever and it's perfect. Right. So what do I say? Well, power punch. He's not, he's not a Kung Fu punch. It's a power, power punch, punch he's going to get. And so I come up with those two things. They're just creative decisions based on names, mm-hmm. right? I start making the packaging because I needed to have packaging. You know, the figure is decided. I need to start having packaging. I got no story for this yet. Yeah. I made like 20 videos, little clips, 
that all sort of interchange and can go in and out to create some sort of a weird marketing slash campaign story for this. Yeah. I'm working on all this stuff uh, that I call the karate chicken burger disco saga. Okay. Right. All these things are sort of building out of that. And I need a story. What story do you tell for this chicken? So I need to start working on stories. So I did exactly what anybody should do. I stole from Star Wars and I stole from Karate Kid immediately, immediately. and then just started mixing it into my own thing. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who's in the chat, who's never seen any of this stuff, I apologize. I've gone really down my own rabbit hole and I apologize for that. What I'm really trying to get to is, is the creative decision-making or world building that you get mm-hmm. when you take the idea you're limited by name needs to be something that isn't insensitive. And so for anybody out there who's creating and thinks that you have to be edgy, Bullshit to be edgy. <laughs> Just think the problem through because there's something else you can do with that. Mm. Take the, my dad used to say about math is like, math's just a puzzle, dude. Don't get bogged down in the numbers, which mm. drive me crazy. Don't get bogged down in the numbers. Get excited about the puzzle. Mm. So writing or creativity, I think is a puzzle. Yeah. So the same thing, I got to rename my figure. I got to come up with a different thing. And each piece of the puzzle started to unlock parts of the story mm-hmm. I could tell. So if he has a power punch, why? Why does he have a power punch? What could the power punch be? And so really quickly and obviously, I went, wait a minute. A punch is something delivered by an arm. And I'm a guy walking around continually putting a muscle arm on the screen for no apparent reason. So his power punch must come from the protein muscle arm. Mm. That must be where it comes from. And what is protein? Since I've never explained it and no one has, it's the force. Protein's the force. Of course it is. You have to have protein within you, which in a weird way is sort of meta because I'm saying what I had to do was solve problems. And the way I solved them was looking inside myself about Mm -hmm. what, what can I make that solves the problem and makes the, what my creation me, right? What does it make? How does I spin my voice out of it? Essentially that's the kind of what the force is, Mm -hmm. right? The force is saying, believe in yourself more or less, right? Mm -hmm. If you believe in yourself, you'll be able to do amazing things. Now, of course, Star Wars goes into all their lore and all their cool creative stuff, but really me, that's what it means to me. So if I do that, then the story takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. And then it did, it just started writing itself. And again, I'd be at work with 60% of my brain on work and 40% is working on how do I tell a story about a chicken figure (laughs) that when they said, would you like to do an action figure with us? And I said, yeah, are you serious? You want me, you want me to do one? Yes, I'll do it. What do you want? You want Star Wars? Do you want Marvel? What do you want me? To, do you want me to mash up something to do like a, a a joke about you know Nutella? What do you want me to do? And they said, No, you do Chicken Burger Disco. Do you? But you got to make it unique so that like it's not the same as everything else. So I went, Okay, cool. I'll, I'll do that. I'll start making versions. Mm-hmm. So I did it. You go on it. You know, basically, I'm in there creatively just making versions. Again, you're back in like development stage, yeah. right? So I'm in there developing different characters. And then they call you and go, okay, I need to know which one. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. Right now? I'm still developing. Yeah. Like, yep. We need to go to prod right now. Production for, yeah. for everybody out there. We need to go to production right now. You need to tell me what it's going to be. And I need, a, I need a picture of it that's beautiful by Friday. <laughs> so tell me. And so I go, uh, the karate guy? <laughs> How about that one? And they went, this was literally the response I got back from them. Fun. <laughs> fun <laughs> and then it's off to the races and now i have to create a reason for anybody to care about it right yeah. because i think you can make fun stuff you can make cool creative things 
And, and this maybe is something that sets the plastics. This is part of what maybe people like about the fantastic plastics. It's what I like about the fantastic plastics uh, it, it, for myself. Um, the music and, and everything that goes with it, the art and the creativity and the shirts and everything, uh, the mugs, everything. You can make a cool thing and everybody will go, yeah, that's really cool. I want that cool thing. But there's another level that really is what I connect to, which is making me want, have a reason to have that cool thing. And as weird as it's going to sound, everything you see behind me is a memory. Hmm. They're a little gift or a little nostalgia punch that I have. And that's insane. If you think about it, I'm just collecting little memories for myself uh, and putting it on the wall. But every little creation uh, that the plastics do or that I try to do, there's a reason for you to want to, to like it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want people to, 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 I want them to get that, right? I want them to feel like I didn't just make, I put a skull head on it or a pirate head on it. And I put a cool metal arm on it. And his name's rock car, <laughs> yeah. right? Actually, that's a character now, uh, but uh, rock hard. And he's super cool. And yeah, cool. You might buy 10 of something that's super cool. But if that, that thing had a reason to be cool, right? It's got a story. Luke is a rebel who wants to stop the big bad guys. If you have a reason to buy a Luke figure or Yoda is a wise man who helps teach the young guy to believe in himself, right? And to share that belief with others. If you turn it into something somebody cares about, then somebody might want to buy the damn thing. And for me, I feel like weird selling them because I don't, I don't know why, you know, like I, I'm not a toy maker like Hasbro, uh-huh. right? So I'm making my weird, like, uh, what do you call those things? You know, like craft projects, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. I'm making craft projects and saying like, would you guys want one if I made one? And you know, if it looks cool, people might want five yeah. or 10 or 20 or whatever the number is, sure. but I want to make it that I want to make it so that people see it and go like, I liked that thing that he was trying to say or what it meant. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to collect. I don't want to collect a plastic figure that's going to sit on my wall in a package. I want to collect an idea that, that he's giving. And that's kind of why I'm making them is I want to try to share the ideas. Yeah. I guess. So that was a rant again. See, told no, you. it's great. And, and uh, y- your Etsy store is in your link tree, right? Yeah. It's empty right now, but it won't oh. become fri- next Friday. Okay. Yeah. So, well, well, there you go. <laughs> there's nothing in there, folks, but there's the link. It's to his link tree, and there's a bunch of other stuff in there that you can go and click yeah. around and, and, and discover about Chicken Burger Disco. Uh, I, I saw Bonnie ask, does does the does Kabi smell like corn? <laughs> Smells like resin. So uh, <laughs> go to, if you have one of these stores uh, in your town, a Michael's or a Hobby Lobby, mm. There's other craft stores, and I don't know. Joanne Fabrics has this right. too, I think. It, there's other types of stores. Go to your local hobby store. Walk to – it's usually around the sewing stuff or uh, like maybe like the clay mm. area. There's going to be a resin area. Um, it'll be next to maybe wax too. Mm. And just walk to the specific area where there's resin on the shelf, and it will have a smell <laughs> to it. They say these things don't smell. They totally smell. Yeah. Uh, and so it'll smell like this weird chemical. Uh, so just stand there for a moment, and that's what Cobby smells like. I go. wish I could spray like corn smell on them, <laughs> but they smell like they smell like resin yeah. uh, when you get up close to them. But but the good thing is you'll be able to take it out of the package and sniff it to you know to your delight. Yeah, and go like, oh, it smells like that. It might smell a little bit like paint too. <laughs> so so each my one, house, you know. Yeah yeah, whatever you had for dinner that night. Uh, Cat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you'll sneeze when you smell it. Um, right. The the 
you make so each and every one of those things you're making handmade and you yeah. make the molds yourself and and, and, yeah. and so what I'm just curious you know how do you get these molds I don't like I should have brought a mold down here to it's show okay. I'm it's sorry okay. I, I, but basically the idea is this so like uh I've got some crap around me so it's easy for me to grab things so if I was to take if I wanted to do this and I don't, but this is kind of funny. If you have some sort of piece of plastic, you could be clay, something you molded or sculpted yourself or something. This here, I think is a liver. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, so you can kind of see where I might be going. But anyway, uh, so if you have something like this, oh, here maybe is a better example. Even here's just like a torso from a daredevil okay. a action figure type thing. Uh, so if you have just like what I've done, now you don't have to do it this way. You can mold yourself and, and build things out of uh, clay, uh, or other sculpting products, sculpty uh, things like that. But basically the idea is you can sculpt something or you can take other things, uh, other things a lot like sampling, right? You're taking mm -hmm. something and then you're sort of cutting it up and rearranging. Right. And, you know, you sort of like start gluing parts together. Um, here's like a, an example of, this is a, like a, 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 a McDonald's Barbie figure. And then I cut its hands off. And I put on like skeleton hands and then this head, which is kind of hard to see, uh, but is a children's, uh, it was like a children's um, Halloween prize. Mm -hmm. So it was a certain uh, plastic head. Like, and you built this little skeleton man. Yeah. And I took the head. And then what I did was I went to uh, my local craft store. Um, you can order it on Amazon. You can go on eBay. You can order it from supply stores uh, that sell these kind of things. Uh, I went in and I got silicone mm. and, and silicone rubber. Essentially it's a two part formula. Uh, they start liquid. Uh, usually they're like two fun colors and you mix them together. And the, the reason why they're colors is so you can tell when things are properly mixed. Mm. Uh, you make something like this, you know, kit bash it, or you, you mold something out of clay. That's, you know, like something came from inside you, something from your soul or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you've come up with a way to pour uh, the silicone over it. And once the silicone hardens, uh, you can remove that thing and in it is like the negative mm. right yeah and that negative then gives you the ability to make uh copies or replicas right yeah. and this is very similar they do a much much nicer way but it's very similar to how toys or any sort of plastic products actually produced right but this yeah. is your homemade crafty version then what you do is you get there's lots of different versions of this but again at your hobby store you should be able to find these things sort of your budget hobby store versions of them right yeah uh, you can get resin. And again, resin, just like silicone, is typically a two-part chemical combination uh, where you take you know, two liquid products that s smell a little bit. You probably should wear a gas mask when you're doing them. Uh, and uh, just because the fumes, if, if yeah. inhaled for a while, they might give you headaches. You I might, mean, do they give you a buzz, though? I mean... I don't think they give you a buzz. Oh. I think what they might do is they might give you cancer overall. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's the wrong uh, kind of buzz, everybody. Don't do that. I think... So wearing a mask is important. Protective yeah. equipment always good. Uh, but yeah, so you take these two parts, you pour them together into that uh, reverse mold or that negative mold that you've mm -hmm. made out of silicone rubber. You pour them in there and depending on the type of product, it may take a day or it may take 10 minutes mm. and it will harden uh, into plastic. And then once you have that, uh, you basically have like a little, you know, toy, trinket, whatever. What I like to do is, and there's lots of different ways you can do this and lots of different people have come up with super smart ways to do this. I right now... I'm typically making sort of like a little statue, hmm. right? It doesn't move. Uh, it's just that uh, little plastic piece. And then once it's made uh, out of plastic, 
you sand it, you clean up. There's, you know, little mold lines, usually things like that. Mm -hmm. You sand them, you clean them as best as you can, because I'm no perfect, not perfect in any of this. And then you paint it uh, to make it look the way you want. And sometimes you got to treat it to make it paint, to to paint, to adhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of different paint techniques you can use out there for like model building and things like that. And that's basically the process. I would say it's easy, but it does. There is a learning curve. It takes a long time. The first thing I molded to give you Star Wars, first thing I molded was a Yoda. I had a little keychain Yoda and I didn't know how to do any of this. And so I just, uh, I said to Tyson, I go, oh, dude, I'm going to, I got to make more than one of these things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this thing out now. Yeah. Uh, and so I tried on a little Yoda and I remember I didn't expect it to work. I got to be honest. I never thought it was going to work. And I did that first mold and you don't know from the negative. You don't know if it'll work from the negative. You just have this negative yeah. and you think like, maybe I, you know, and that took a day. The, the silicone took me a day because I had some slow stuff. Next day, I poured resin in it. Uh, so I did the mixture. I poured the resin in. 20 minutes later, I think is what it was. It was really fast. Uh, it hardened really fast. What it does, it heats up, and the heating chemical reaction hardens it. Mm. Um, and I went in and I went, okay, let me pull this thing out. And I pulled it out, and it sure shit. It looked pretty much like the thing that I had before, only now it was yellow Yeah. or blue. And I was like... <laughs> hot shit. Like, uh, and there were tons of problems there. You know, when you do that, there's lots of things that you start to worry about. Like does air get trapped in a pocket, creating a little section where, you know, the plastic doesn't fill, mm. or if it has ears like a Yoda, did one of the ears get damaged? Uh, because you know, air got trapped in that pocket and plastic couldn't get in there to fill that liquid plastic, you know, as it's pouring into the mold, little air pocket formed. Uh, so like I learned how to figure out how to get rid of those things, uh, and to make them so that they flushed out and you had at least a pretty good product. I don't make nearly the best stuff in the world. There are people that are incredible at doing this. And like, you wonder how that doesn't look handmade anymore. It looks machined, mm. uh, people that do it. I'm still in that area where it looks handmade, Yeah, but it's as good as I can get. And they're always getting better yeah. kind of things, which is, that's, that's how you do it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, as, as, as a musician and an artist, you know how that stuff works, you know how it cultivates and, Small little incremental growths inspire you to keep going, and it's just a, it's a process. All right, so uh, we're getting we're getting close to the end here, uh, but I, I can't uh, I can't I can't end without getting Baby Yoda. So can we can we all collectively summon Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, are you there, Baby Yoda? Are you there, Baby Yoda? Yeah, I hear him. Here comes Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Yoda, there you are. Thank you so much for being here, Baby Yoda. You came all the way from outer space. How's your day been going, Baby Yoda? Pretty good. Yeah? Not yeah. Bad. What'd you do today? Well, I was doing my school to get to get my three week break. Oh, you got a, you got a break coming up? Yeah. Yo, from from space school? Yeah. From from Jedi training? Yep. Okay. Do you have a question for our guest today, Chicken Burger Disco? Yes, and after that, I I also have to say something about my friend Saucy Chicken Nugget One and okay, which actually he's trying to get she's trying to get. 5K. Okay, thanks, Baby Yoda, for that uh, 
that that uh okay just what, what's the question <laughs> what is your favorite what was the what was your favorite type of what was your favorite commercial that you made for the fantastic plastics Ooh, that is Ooh, that's hard question. that's a good one what is your uh, favorite that's hard i would say there's one that i did not too long ago where uh it's Basically, the joke is that I've shrank them down a little bit, made them a slightly smaller scale. So it's like, hey, now they're in three and three quarter. And there's a sequence where uh, Miranda's figure punches the villain in mm -hmm. the face. And I, that commercial, the way it's put together is like kind of exactly what I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So it kind of came out. Uh, I'm going to give two answers. And so it kind of came out exactly the way that I wanted it to. Okay. Uh, and so like it's everything is in there that I basically that I wanted, including some really silly Batman references mm -hmm. and things like that. So like Batman 66 references are in there and it just feels like a toy commercial that might've been made. Mm -hmm. uh, so I really like that. My, th so that's my favorite, maybe uh, a finished product version of a commercial. Okay. The first one I did that I did with my youngest Zoe uh, is basically it started with her and I coming up with the idea of playing outside, playing with the action figures together. Yeah. And she says in the middle of the commercial, she says time to disintegrate, uh, which is like at the time was sort of something we just invented or just came up with for one of the characters named mm -hmm. Dr. Disintegration. And then his tagline would be time to disintegrate. Uh, and then she did it and did a face and that there's like three takes of it. The, there's one in the commercial, but there's two others. And those two others I still have on my hard drive is just like these hilarious, not, they didn't work mm. takes, but like, it's just like me and Zoe moment. Right. Yeah. And so that's there. That's cute. Um, and then uh, I guess maybe I'll, I'll add another one. Cause, sure. uh, Why not? It, my daughter makes me think of my other daughter. And so we did a commercial, actually you ran it at the beginning where I asked my oldest, Hey, do you want to play with the fantastic plastics? And she's like, dad, really? Yeah. And that's that's totally real. That's not fake. <laughs> really, really. That was, that was I. I pulled the camera out and I went, "Hey, Emma, you want to do this?" And she's like, "Dad, come on!" And like, that's absolutely real. What really happened? That's the first and only take of that. I think I did do a bunch of like, "Hey, let's try that again and make sure it looks good." Yeah. Make sure I held the camera straight. Uh, but that's exactly how that came out. That was. That was her real reaction. So. Oh, that's sweet. I love that. I love that. Yeah, Saucy's all over the stuff I put out. Um, baby Yoda, did, did you have another question or something <clears throat> you wanted to add? Yeah, actually. Of, of, all, of the, all of the figurines behind you, which one is your favorite? I've noticed that. Mm, which one oh. is your favorite figure behind you? I don't know. That's super impossible to do. I don't know the answer to that. He doesn't know, Baby Yoda. Uh, it's too hard of I, I question. My favorite shelf's the one I made so stuff on. Mm, yeah. The one that the, the stuff that he he made is the one he likes. So it, ah. it's multiple yeah. things. Uh, uh, Chicken Burger Disco, do you have a question for Baby Yoda that you would like to ask? Yes, I want to know what's happening in The Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, Baby Yoda, what's happening in The Mandalorian Season 3? It hasn't happened yet. Oh, uh, I can't oh, tell you. oh. He, can't, he can't tell you. He's under it contract. Okay. You have to understand, he's under contract. And you, spoil I, what the, what's gonna I have happen. a follow up question. Oh, there's a follow up question, Baby Yoda. Okay. 
is there going to be a baby Chewy? <gasps> is there going to be a baby Chewy? I don't know. You, you're going to have to watch and find out. He's, he's tight lipped. I, I heard some. I heard a little I bit. I did of, too. Might know. I yeah. heard it too. I heard it too. Baby Yoda, thank you so much for coming through, my friend. We appreciate you. You have a great rest of your day. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Baby Yoda, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Baby Yoda. We appreciate you very much. Um, <clears throat> Chicken Burger Disco, I have just had uh, a pleasure uh, chatting it up with you, and I'd love to do it again sometime. Oh, wait, wait. I'm so sorry. We have one more question that just came in from Nicktronic. I love the dimensions bits. How did, how did that come about? It's especially funny to me. There you go. I, I can't. I don't know that I remember. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it is the most useful device. Uh, and it's between Tyson Miranda and I, we came up with the dimensions bit. That's not me. Like mm. that was all three of us came up with that idea. Um, I don't know if it had to do with, uh, we always had this bit about the future of the future of the future. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, we, we were always kind of making a gag on like we were coming from the future mm. and somewhere along the line that sort of morphed into dimension. <laughs> and then, uh, and I think it probably came from us eating tacos or something and we started doing it. And then like everything that we do, it's just double down, triple down, quadruple down, <laughs> 10 down. Just start pounding on that idea till that idea is just lives on its own. Yeah. And that it's the greatest, easiest, most successful device ever. Because if you want to, if you want to just basically say like, oh, this is from another dimension. Yeah. You can do anything you want. Right. Just open. Yeah. So even the booger dimension. So exactly. Watch out. Chicken Burger Disco, thank you so much for your time, sir. You have Thanks, a great man. rest of your day. Uh, is there anything you want to say before we let you go? Any, anything you want to add? Uh, nope. Watch the plastic stream. Thanks for everybody who joined in here from the Fantastic Plastics. Yes, uh, thanks to anybody I know from anywhere else who, who joined, whether it be you know, toy people or Instagram or my family or anybody like that who came and swung in and, and listened to me talk again. Uh, <laughs> He's talking thanks. again, folks. Yeah. <laughs> talking again. Thanks. So. No worries. Chicken Burger Disco. Thank you so much. Thank you so much cbd i really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your truths um again everybody go and follow chicken burger disco on all his social medias all the links are in the show notes make sure you go and support and i he had toys for sale on his etsy but they're all gone son they are gone so yeah that, there you go you, you missed out you missed out until the next batch which I mean, you guys heard how painstaking this whole situation is to make these toys. So, you know, I don't know when the next batch is coming, but make sure you follow him so you can stay up to date. And when he releases that new batch of toys, I need me a copy, son. I need me a copy. Anyways, go check out CBD um, and, 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 and the Fantastic Plastics. And of course, if you're interested in learning more about the Fantastic Plastics, go to our fantastic episode featuring them episode 251 featuring the fantastic plastic so go and listen to that and uh, and i hope you enjoyed this conversation we had with chicken 
Burger Disco. Uh, so I'm on new medication. They put me on Abilify because they think I'm bipolar too. So isn't that fun? So in this last couple of days, I've been just sort of feeling weird and I've been having like hot flashes and shit and oh my God. So I'm on new meds, but everything seems to be going okay. And, um, you know, no, no crazy, crazy, you know, drawbacks or whatever you call them. What do, what do you call those? I don't know. In any case, I'm the new psych. I'm seeing a psychiatrist, and she's not even a psychiatrist. She's a fucking nurse practitioner. Okay, she's not even a real doctor. She's just. And when I asked her about the meds, she's like looking through her pill book, and I was just like, "What the fuck does this person? Isn't this your job? Don't you prescribe these fucking pills like every day to everybody? Like, that's basically you were put in place by the pharmaceutical industry so people can have." faster and more direct access to medications and <laughs> i don't think that's what happened but it's still you know it's funny because because my therapist who is different from my nurse practitioner kept calling her a doctor and i'm like nurse practitioner it's a she's a nurse practitioner and i'm telling my therapist and how much i don't like her and it's not that i don't like her she's nice enough it's just she don't laugh at my jokes she's just like kind of you know stiff and to the point and it's just like that's fine i get it but i'm just i i I talk to them like i talk to you guys just like this except i say more like revealing stuff about my life to them even though you guys hear a lot of it there's still stuff that i don't share which you know fair enough right i don't want to hear every last detail of like my favorite podcasters lives or my favorite artist life like there's just certain things i don't want to know you know i don't want to know about these things just give me the good shit and and let's keep moving on uh just work it out with your therapist is what i say anyway so i'm on this new medication called bilify apparently it's for like schizophrenics and it's a mood stabilizer so I'm, I'm getting off Selexa to take Abilify, and I just, it, it, you know, I heard someone making a joke about Abilify, like like a comedian was making a joke about it, and I was like, oh, great. I'm the butt of a joke, you know, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You guys, I've told you guys before, I was so mistrusting of medications, and now I just feel like I'm on 50 different medications, and it bothers me. It, it really does bother me, so... <sighs> we're figuring it out we're figuring it out so i just wanted to give you guys a little update so if i sound a little weird or out, out of place you know what's going on you know transparency a bit just a bit you know because i love you guys um making sure that you're checking out our threadless store they make great christmas gifts go give the gift of we speak english good we have t-shirts mugs and all kinds of stuff we speak english good.threadless.com go get yourself something special uh yeah uh, I, I i love you know threadless makes it so easy for us and <laughs> we just you just order it and they send it and then they give us money that's like perfect perfect yeah so that, that that's about it that i i went to chicago this last wait no this last weekend i didn't maybe you guys already knew i went to chicago i don't know god damn it i don't know it's just been you know i don't know look we're done we're moving on i i love you guys i gotta go my brain's not working it must be the abilify (laughs) no actually i woke up at like 3 a.m last night and didn't go back to sleep 
Uh, oh, I'm also about to get a job, which I'm not happy about, but uh, it, it's a cool job. It's working with the homeless, so it's not like it's I'm going to Amazon fucking warehouse job. Someone pray for me. No, it's like legit. I'm going to get a job that has meaning and uh, is cool. So um, I'm actually excited about it. It'll be nice to have a little extra money and, um, you know, to help out. It's a uh, winter crisis program that's being put on by a local homeless shelter here that I work with regularly. And uh, it's going to be great. So I'm looking forward to it. So all kinds of different changes coming up. Um, it's a seasonal job, so it won't last too long. But it, I'm just fearing getting all this work done because over the pandemic, I've created an entire like 40 hour a week job for myself. So now it's like 80 hours a week. I'm going. I'm gonna be going. So whatever, that's fine. It's called grinding for a reason. We gotta grind while we can. Okay, that's enough out of me, guys. I love you guys. Be good to your fellow human beings. Eight shades for everybody. I'll see you guys back here. Friday with a John Muirhead, the friendly Toronto Canadian singer-songwriter. Let's go.